But yeah. like every second I'm watching this, I'm like, could I do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but th- this is it, like, right? So we, we, we'll begin the podcast. Hello, everybody. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, welcome to uh, Flip the Script. I'm here in Primal Podcast Studios with uh, Dan the Man. Uh, do you know why I referred to you as my producer? Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. I, I, I did. I, 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 I referred to you as my producer. I would have to up earlier. my wage. So yeah, I'm, I'm a yeah, producer's yeah, wage. Yeah, you're now, a producer's yeah. wage now. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, we're here in the in the Primal Podcast studios. Um, we're about to do the episode um, on on Hell Week, the first two episodes of Hell Week, right? So I want to say that from the outset. I and I, Dan is an avid fan, right? And we haven't really talked about it really at all, like at length. So you know, we're just going to have a conversation about the first two episodes and kind of give people a bit more of an insight, really more about my own personal experience, but also the experience of what it was like you know, landing into that environment and what it was like kind of just living every day in that. Because, yeah, there's events, but, like, there's a lot of time between those events. What are we doing? What are we up to? That? Like, h- how does it feel? Um, and I also want to say one thing, right? I actually want to I wanna apologize. I want to apologize to my patrons, right, especially, right? Because um, I came back from Nepal and I was quite ill for about three or four days after I got back from Nepal, but there was no reason why I hadn't made an episode of the podcast. Really, just as I'm, I'm, I'm honest with everybody at all the times and like really it was just not pulling the finger out to get these episodes done, right? So I just want to first and foremost, for people that have been supporting the podcast and and uh, and being a patron of the podcast and allowing me do these things, I just wanted to apologize to you guys for not bringing the content that I really wanted to bring to you guys. And that's why, why I'm here today to catch up on these first two episodes and we're going to stay on top of it. And we're, gonna, we're going to do episodes for all of the episodes of Hell Week and then we're going to get back into having guests and we're also going to get back into um, just recording episodes about Project 32, about everything, really. And um, I just wanted to say that from the outset because there's massive support that comes from the patrons. If you And if you want to become a patron of the podcast, you can do so. It's The link is on my, is on my Instagram um, and you can, you can just find me on Patreon, um, Connor O'Keefe, Flip the Script. Um, and you can become a, a patron. That's what this is all about, is allowing me to connect with great people like Dan and use this fantastic studio, um, but also just to kind of, um, just to give more to people because I really do appreciate the support that I get for the podcast. So I just wanted to say, I'm sorry, I didn't, I wasn't on the ball. Um, I, I got back home and I was so focused on Project 32 that I just got a bit lazy in other aspects of life, and I'm sorry for not pulling the finger out, but I'm here now, and we will, we'll, we'll, we'll have a good time. We could probably just blame your producer for that. Yeah, that. you don't well, have to look, take the blame at all. You know? I, I actually also want to say it was nothing to do with Dan. Dan, Dan is one of those. I just want to say a little thing about Dan and about the, the, the about the studio. Uh oh, he's a solutions guy. He's not a problems guy, and he's never put a problem in front of me that wasn't there. You know, um, and he's all, he's always there. Well, look, we need to think about this, this, and this. But it's all in the uh, the betterment of the podcast. He's never, you've never once said, no, there's a problem there, and we can't do that because of this. It's always, yes, yes, we can. We can do it this way. We can do it that way. And I think that's what really, if anybody is want, looking to take their podcast to the next level, or they want to just get into the studio and see what it's like to have somebody there to to guide them through it, 
like you 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 fell into the perfect uh, the perfect profession for it like really so Dan and, and Primal Production Studios I just can't uh, recommend them more and I, like from when I was on your podcast this is two years ago now at this yeah, stage wow. I just knew straight away boom this is it this is the studio like I don't say shit for no reason really to people and I said it to, to Dan that day I goes I'll be back up to record the podcast and as soon as I thought right I better start getting studio time I was on to Dan and he was there ready and we had it all ironed out in, in no time Yeah. so if anybody does want to even start a podcast perfect place to start here um, is with is with Dan and Prime Productions and he'll help you all the way so um, thanks, thanks so Dan no, thanks, thank you appreciate yeah. that no. kind words uh, it's great to be here, boy. Yeah, thanks and thanks for having me on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, let's talk about you now. Yeah, let's <laughs> talk like, about me. Yeah, uh, this is a, a slightly strange experience being on your podcast in my studio. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm. I said to you before we started it, I'm nervous because I have questions I want to ask you about this whole process, this healthy process. But I'm, I'm really excited and privileged to be on the podcast. So yeah, thank thanks, Brian. No, I appreciate it. Um, so will we start from the very start. Uh, yeah, start from the very start. I think the obvious question, and I had this question, because you're right, we haven't spoken about this much at all, which is bizarre, but you've been very busy lately. The obvious question most people are, might have with something like this is, why? Like, wh- wh- why do you do something like this? I, I kind of half get it, but I want your answer. But I think for most people who've never tried anything really challenging like this, they might watch it and be like, why, why would you put yourself through something like this voluntarily? I, I, and I and I don't think this is something that you jump from the coach. It's no. not coach to hell week, you know, <laughs> like coach to 5K. It's not coach to hell week. It's not one of those things where, because if people are looking at this from the side of it that, because um, like, you know, none of the people that are on it and, and including myself are superhuman in any way, shape or form. What it is, is like usually what you get with people that enter these shows are people that have stepped out inside of that comfort zone. And what I think you you see happens um, uh, within the show is you see people cross over out of that zone, out of the, uh, even out of the zone of discomfort, and they're into an, a, a zone that they've never been to. And that's what, that's what happened to me as well, you know? It happens to everybody, I think. So, like, for, for anybody that's listening and thinking, like, why the fuck would you do something like this? Um, it's a progressive thing, I think. I think it's like, right, I've done this, 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 and this, um, ran marathon, I've done Spartan races, I've done this, that, and the other, I've, I've reached a really high level of CrossFit, I've reached a high level of, of my sport, GAA, rugby, whatever it may be. I want to see how does that maybe cross over? How does that cross over to doing something like this? And even me, because I've got a fairly eclectic background of sport and I've got a fairly varied background. So I've Thai boxing, ultramarathon, um, rugby. Um, I've done things that have taken an awful lot of get up the fuckedness, you know? Get up <laughs> like to fuckedness, yeah. you know? Like, just get up off the floor, wipe yourself off and keep going. And I think, I, I thought at the start, I was like, I probably have a bit of a pedigree for this, like, you know? Uh, uh, um, you know, even more so than than so, some of the average people out there, right? Like, you know, the, the you know, I, I am an average person, but I thought that maybe I might have had a, a bit of a, a leg up in this. Completely wrong, you know? It's because it doesn't, not, nothing prepares you for it because even with fighting, right, you can control an awful lot of aspects of that, you know? You can't control what your opponent can d- does, but you can, you can control how you react to them, how you learn from them because you actually have to learn. You have to learn in the ring. That's another aspect of fighting that people don't actually know is you go in and fight, but you're trying to learn 
from your opponent. He's like, okay, he always leaves that feckin' right hand out. As soon as he throws that right hand, he, he, he leaves a drop, and then you're able to get, you know, you're looking for that shot then to counter and, and all these kind of things. And, but, but you have an element of control. And in ultramarathon, you control nearly everything, except for the weather, you know, really. You control what you eat, when you stop, what you wear, all of these things, you know. You don't control those things in this environment. So it's completely taking all control away from you. Um, and it's also putting you into an environment where you're being tested physically, mentally, emotionally, everything. Um, so for people that ask why, I think um, for me, I had seen the first two seasons and I thought, well, it goes back further than that for me, really, because I, I wanted to be a ranger. I was going to ask you, yeah. You know, and I want, and I said that on the show, I think it's yeah. the opening scene yeah, is yeah, yeah. me saying that I wanted to be a ranger and um, I did. And and it was because my father was a was a soldier. He was and kind of still is my, my hero or I suppose the person that you look up to, you frame yourself as a man against the person. And I thought, right, I want to go into the army. I want to be an officer. And I also, I want to, I want to try for selection. I want to be a ranger. And I was, na it was naive as well. I was, na I was naive about it too. I'll, I'll say that from the outset, but I really wanted to. But I made poor decisions. I made poor decisions. I took the easy option, the easy route. Uh, I fell into a job that paid me a lot of money and gave me a lot of perks and gave me, um, you know, this opportunity to to reinvent myself after Thai boxing had died off. And I slipped into this comfortable life of getting up nine to five, eating my fucking breakfast rolls and uh, sipping fucking uh, milky lattes and selling cars and talking shit and then going out at night, getting drunk, trying to chat up girls and dressing all nice and wearing 1100 euro jackets and all this kind of shit, right? Like bollocks, right? Yeah. Like, uh, honestly, total horseshit, but like, I felt that it was it was just comfortable. It was known to me. And I di it didn't push me out of my comfort zone whatsoever. And I stayed in it. And I got old. <laughs> That's what happens. You get old. You you start at 23. And, and what I mean old, I mean old for oh, what I yeah, wanted yeah. to do, right? So you get old in terms of like, I started at 23. I did all of that type of shit all until I was about 28, which put me too old to, for cadetship, for what I wanted to do. Um... And by that time, I had no confidence in myself anyway. I had no confidence. And I had to rebuild my relationship with myself. I had to re rebuild everything. And then I started to rebuild that relationship later on in life. And I started to also push myself, like in ways that I ha even hadn't done in Thai boxing with ultramarathon, right? And it was in that time then. So you're, you're kind of rediscovering that I, like, through my time um, in Thai boxing, I really discovered that I was that I was tough. I had toughness, and then I, when I when I when I lost the, the this title fight, and I and I and I left Thai boxing, I found that that toughness and that resilience and that inner fight fucking died, really died, like completely died off, and I uh, I just felt like I had no lust for life, and I had no. I had no real desire to find that person again or to find that element of me again until I kind of, I stumbled across marathon and ultramarathon, right? And so when I, when I, when I started seeing 
the first two episodes of Hell Week come out, the first two seasons. I saw the first one when I was just at the, at the fledgling stages of it, and I said, oh, this is fucking class. Whoa. And I, I, I had massive respect for people that were on it. Like, I was like, these people are civilians. They're not trained as, as yeah. soldiers. And, and that's another thing that people have to remember about this show is we're all civilians. We had, we, you know, I, I did my time in the RDF, did four years in the RDF, but like that's not that's not real military experience. It's minimal mi- military experience, and the, I just had ma- mad respect for it. By the time the second season came out, I was really thinking, right, this is this is the last time I'm going to sit on the sidelines, and this is the last time that I'm going to not be involved in this kind of this process. And I looked over at my parents because we were watching the show, and we were watching the last episode. I think. And I looked over and I said, I'm not only going to be on, I'm not only going to, you know, to to apply for the next season. I'm going to be on the next season. I'm going to be on the next season. You will see me on the next season of this because I want to see, I just wanted to fucking see what would actually happen. Like, you know, because yeah. like you've got these questions hanging over yourself and you can't answer them unless you go about and do it. So that's what made me go on the show. Yeah, I think I think you're not doing yourself enough justice there because as well as, how many people want this? 20, 20? 28. 28. A- anybody who does something like this is asking those questions. And I think that answers my original my original question there is the type of person who volunteers and puts their hand up and goes through whatever the application process is. I'll ask about that now. Is wants to ask those questions of themselves. And the vast majority of people, in my experience, they know the questions are there, but uh, do I really want to ask that? Do I want to know the answer to that question? Yeah. Not really. Because they have the comfy life and they're on the couch and all that kind of crack. So that's a, a very comprehensive answer for that first question. And that application process for getting involved with something like mm-hmm. this, like are there, are there thousands of people applying? How, how does the process work to get on? Well, I think there are thousands, yeah. There are thousands of people filling out the application, right? Oh. And um, so... Uh, I I actually believe it or not got it sent to me the application form because I'm not really I, like I I'm almost like a fucking ostrich with the head in the ground most of the time I, I'm when I focus on something everything else in this periphery becomes super grey I get a bit obsessed yeah. yeah I get really obsessed with certain things like I am a project 32 now at the moment yeah. right I'm very obsessed with that but in a good way because I'm obsessed with trying to make it a success right and so I got it sent to me while I was, I was doing a tour around Ireland at the time and I got it sent to me. The application process is actually very, um, very, very long. Um, and I got sent the application and I was like, ooh, okay, this is it. The, like you said it to your parents that you were going to not only apply, but you're going to get it, yeah. right? So this is where it starts. And I was on a beach in Dunfanaghy in Donegal and uh, I, was, um, I was with two friends of mine that were actually heading off. So they headed off. And headed back over to the beach and I hopped into the tent and I stayed inside the tent for two hours writing this application because it's a fairly extensive application. It's a fairly extensive application. And especially if you're a guy like me, it was a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, this guy doesn't have a lot to say. Um, I mean, you say extensive, like what, 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 what kind of questions are they asking? Just you? like all about like, what's the worst experience you've had in your life? What's the best experience you've had oh. in your life? All these kind of questions where you're like, okay, this is not just a, what did you do for a job? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? What was your first summer job? Yeah. You know, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't this, it wasn't the the, the base level What street shit, did you like, grow up on and then yeah. your first pet? Exactly. That's your military name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It wasn't your password questions. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 it was yeah, fucking, yeah. it was extensive. And so I, I, 
I gave, I gave as best and honest uh, an application as I possibly could and sent it off, sent it off. And it was like, that's for me, for a lot of these things, right? Because again, I don't control this. I don't control the application process. I, I, I think, right, I'm after doing my very best. Yeah. And I'm after putting my best foot forward. And I know it's up to them to realize whether that's good or not. And get, I get an email a couple of weeks later um, uh, saying, hi, hi, Connor, would you be available for a call on this date and this time about Hell Week application? Yes, absolutely. Have a call. Uh, with Jen, uh, one of the one of the um, the the girls and uh, that are one of the women that is actually helping make the show happen. Okay. Um, lovely, lovely person. Had a great chat with her. Very funny story about that. Actually, was <laughs> it was at like seven in the evening. The co- the call was going to be take place. Um, they work mad hours. These these production companies, like Us they, producers, you know, they, oh, oh, you, 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 you producers, <laughs> you, they work mad hours. They, and like, it, it gives. I just want to give serious props as well to all of the team, um, because like, should they have to do everything too? They have to be up at all hours. Yeah. They have to be out in the middle of the night and cold and wet and doing all this kind of and stuff. Can I say just on that point, it's massively impressive as a production. Because mm. no disrespect to, to Irish production, but a lot of it leaves something to be desired. It doesn't tell the story in the way that kind of elicits the emotion. Yes. This is fantastic. Oh, it's amazing. 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 amazing That's why, this is why it's, it's had such great longevity. Yeah. Why it's still, still, still such a show, a Moorish show. People yeah. just want more of it. Like, I think that's and You do forget, that. like you've just said, like we're, we're watching it up on the TV screen here. Yeah. Like, there's somebody there with a camera, but well, that's potentially a fixed camera on the wall. But when you're outside in the rain, walking around, getting off the bus, there's, there's a people there yeah. have to do that stuff and also film it 100% and it's difficult to it's do. not a, it's not an easy thing like no. this isn't this isn't you know the today show <laughs> do you know what i mean where <laughs> S- you're in a nice your latte cozy the, studio and yeah. all this kind of stuff so major props to everybody okay, from yeah. from motive Quan Jen Quan uh, Jen and and Jamie and everybody um on the crew um but i had a call with her and i was actually doing the morn wall challenge that day so i was doing it was like a of course it's right. a 28 kilometer uh, you, you hit about 13 or 14 peaks of the morns, right? It's fucked up. And it was a super hot it's day. It's like hill, hill trail running. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Oh, it was actually hiking. So we had a full okay. pack on our bags, okay, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. On our backs. We actually had full camping gear and everything because we thought we might do this over two days, you know? But we didn't. We did it in one day. We did it in, in uh, just under 11 hours, right? So we started early in the morning. I think we started at seven and uh, started at, no, sorry. We started, we were meant to start at seven and my buddy Paul showed up late. So we started late. And so that was fucking constant pressure on me then to get back, get back, get back. Because it's about a 14 hour walk, really. Like ah, most okay. of the time, 13 or 14 hours is what people would look to do it in. And so I had to be back for this seven o'clock talk. Uh, <laughs> I literally opened the door of the car and it's phone goes off and it's Jen. And I go, Jen. You won't believe what I'm, what, what's after happening here, right? I was meant to start this walk at seven o'clock. My buddy showed up late and I was just absolutely milling it around the mountains all day trying to get back to you here. And uh, I'm, I'm here to have a chat with you. And she's like, oh, Jesus, fair play, blah, blah, all this. I mean, great conversation with her. And um, I just felt, do you know, like you just feel like, you know, you have a job interview. Yes. It's like, oh, that went well. Yeah. You know, I, I I thought it went well. And yeah. that's and that was just me. Maybe I'm always just trying to put a positive spin on loads of stuff as well. But like I, I felt that it went well. I got another interview, I think. Another call. Jesus. And um, there's another call. Yeah, oh, it's very extensive. And then there was a fitness test. So we had to do the fitness test. Um I was actually I I, I had an injury with about five weeks 
coming up to that, I had done fucking nothing, like nothing. Uh, and I, I, I was, uh, I, I showed up on the day, and I was like, look, you just fucking these type of things. You're kind of like, just fucking do your best, like yeah. do your best. You can't go in there and go, sorry guys, I've been sick for five weeks now, just to let you know before we get started. You got to go in there like you're fucking going to do the best that you possibly can. Yeah. And and that's it. There was no excuses or whatever from anybody. So why would there be an excuse for me, you know? So we did this thing. We did carries. So we did a like a farmer's walk, timed farmer's walk, where you have to walk. You can't run with these, uh, I think it was 50 kilos. So it's 25 in each hand. And uh, the men and women had to do everything the same. Wow. Same as in the show. So they all had to do the same thing. And then it was a bleep test. Uh, bleep test. I didn't. I didn't do the best. Um, I think there was two or three people that were still running after I. I had actually gotten too slow. Um, got too fucking tired, basically. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, then the last one was. Oh, there was a, a push up competition, which I'm horrible at. I've got the fucking longest arms <laughs> in fucking Western <laughs> Europe. I'm terrible at press ups, like you know. Um. Just did go till you can't do anymore. Go till you can't do anymore. Yeah. Uh, go till you. It's. I think it's a time thing. Oh, okay. It's like how many you can do in a minute or something. Okay. I think yeah, I got yeah. like thirty six. Okay. Which is not great. Like you know, it, it, like because you because they they put this glove underneath you and like for me it wasn't ninety. It was like fucking like super down. This is another point I want to make for a lot of people. It's the they call it the Conor McGregor syndrome. Is everybody watching McGregor get tapped out and they're going he shouldn't have tapped? People watching these fitness tests going. 30, 60s, I get more. Yeah. I've I've done hundreds of fitness tests in my lifetime and the variance between people and how hard it is to do a test that's properly measured. Because I've seen mm -hmm. guys do chin-up tests and tell me they got 50 and they're doing 90 degree to 92 degree chin-ups. Like they're barely, they're barely moving yeah, yeah, and yeah. press-ups where they're kind of, the, the hips are flopping. If you do proper press-ups and it's measured and it's it, people who watch the, this on the TV or hear about this, maybe you're speaking now, they don't realise until you're actually being measured and there's somebody there maintaining a standard for everybody that this is a difficult thing to do. Oh, yeah. And if you have long-ass Conor O'Keefe arms, it's yeah. just more difficult and, it's not and they don't care. It's not making an excuse. It's just that, like, it's just that I find that particular exercise difficult. It's just like people, some some people find squats difficult. Yeah, some yeah. people find whatever. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the thing about it is we're all built different. Yeah. And, like, even for me, you know, like, if you were to line me up with everybody, with all the other lads, they're fucking Adonises. These boys are fucking <laughs> built like shithouses. They're fucking six-backs and pecs all over the fucking gaff and everything. They're literally now, like, they're, they're some of them are, are just in savage shape. And I'm looking at them and I'm kind of going, I don't, re I don't care because I'm, I'm on their team. We're all a team, so if they are strong, I'm going to be strong. And if I'm strong, they're going to be strong. You know, were so you genuinely thinking that it was that little comp competitive bit in your head? No, there was no. I, I had to because I got, I really, really had to uh, hone in on that element of it. Like you know, um, of this is a team. We are a team. They're a team, and we're a team. And it's not that we're necessarily against them. It's just that we have to be able to take what they put against us together. We can't, we can't operate as individuals yes. in this. And I think there's, you know, if certain people went in with that mindset, I just don't think that's the mindset to go into this thing with. You have to go into the mindset that this is a team, you know? And yes. I think people that played on teams did very well. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, played on teams, you could see they did very well. Like, you know, yeah. I, I'm not, I, I haven't played team sports in fucking 12 years. Well, to, to give you props in, in that first episode, because obviously I've only seen episode one and two. Yeah. In that first episode, that came across straight away when you were talking to that lady, uh, I can't remember her name, and... 
you asked her what her name was and she said oh, I'm number or whatever and you're like no to them your number or whatever to me you're yeah, Louisa. Louisa Louisa yeah, yeah, Louisa she yeah. was next to you're me Louisa yeah. to me yeah. um, and then from that point of steadity you were, it was very obvious that there was a couple of people in the room who were who recognised we're, we're all let's help each other here Absolutely. Lads, because these guys are going to come in and try and shatter us apart because they're they're trying to dehumanise yeah. you they're trying to treat you like a number and treat you like a, a, a sub-human, really, like, right? That's that's what They're it is. They're trying to get you to quit. 100%. Yeah. They don't want to make it comfortable for you. If they, if they, uh, they don't want to give you the inkling that they're your friends. No, they're, they, like, you can see with some of the people that had given their armbands, these guys are, are they're gents. They're gents. And uh, they're, they're very, very good at, um, at, at like, you know, um, switching. Do you know? Switching to, right, look, you gave it your best. You know, fair play to you. You're, you're, you're a warrior. And it's true as well, because like this isn't just them spouting shit. They're honest lads as well, and they expect honesty from you, so yeah. they give you honesty, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, the the uh, sorry, back to the fitness. Yeah, test. sorry, brought they, you off no, tangent. It's yeah. all good. And then there was a jump test, which I'm terrible at as well. <laughs> um, I'm basically terrible at everything. Where's the ultra marathon test? I was so fucking uh, yeah, the hundred miler. Is it? Are we, we going to do fourteen thousand loops of this four hundred <laughs> meter track? Um, so I, I I did all of them very averagely, you know, basically. And I left kind of thinking, mm, okay, you know, I gave my best shot. Afterwards, there's an interview and there's kind of a camera test, really. So you kind of sit down, you do a kind of camera test with people. And I had a chat and I just said, and they actually asked me, it's like, you know, what if you didn't get on? You know, and I goes, to be honest with you, I absolutely love, I, I've, I've loved and lived the idea of being on this show now for over a year. But if I didn't get on, I, 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 I would still be happy because I still went about it and I still gave it my best shot to get on the show. And I can't control whether I get on the show or not. So I'm going to be happy regardless with myself. And uh, I, I just really appreciate the opportunity to actually just do these things. Like, I appreciate the opportunity to get up and move in the morning. You know what I mean? And so you, you have to translate that type of gratitude when things possibly don't go right either. Um, even like when I did the Kerryway Ultra and I failed miserably in that, I still was thankful that I had that opportunity to go out and do it. You know what I mean? And that, and that's the the bi- the biggest element of any of these things is yeah. the opportunity you get. And uh, yeah, it just so happened that it went well, and I got on. And they said, "Did I tell me, you then and there?" No, or? no. They sent me an email about three three or four weeks later. They left you they left you on feck and tender hooks yeah. for a long time. Uh, but yeah, I think look, look, they've loads of people to go through. There, there was about so there was about seven or eight groups. I think that that day doing fitness tests, and there's like forty in each group or something. Oh wow! So like, there was a lot of people. Jesus. A lot of people even got into the fitness test. Like you know what I mean? Wow! So. And there was loads of people that were actually in my group that actually ended up making it onto the show, which was cool. That's cool. You know? Um, so there was a lot of people that we were having a bit of ba- back and forth with a bit of banter and they actually ended up uh, uh, on the show. That's cool. Uh, Deco, the professional boxer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a great time Aunt together. Declan, a few he was, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there. He was there fucking... Um, he was there giving me, he was like, where are you from? And I was like, I'm from Cork. He goes, you some poxy accent on you. And I was like, <laughs> I was like you bollocks, like in front of everybody. Like, So I was taking the piss out of him then for being a Jack Ian for the rest of it. Like, you know, so it was, it, and it was funny then that he ended up on the show then as well. Like, yeah. you know, people will know him as the Hamlet guy. The Hamlet, yeah. Hamlet yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get your Hamlets, get your Hamlets. And I was yes, like, I was looking over, I was like, that go by Hamlet, man, Hamlet. Helmet, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Then, then it was just a waiting game, and uh, 
got got to the day then when we all met up and what was the the, the wait between when you found out to... oh jesus man it was covid like so i was oh, being pushed yeah, yeah. around and oh, so when when and... was this process um this time last year oh wow yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah so there was a there was a, a a good bit of time um a good bit of time waiting like you know, it's funny so... when you watch these shows because like I'm I, like today is Thursday that we're recording this, and I'm like buzzing for episode three. Yeah, this is all ancient history for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, fuck, what's what's oh, gonna I'm, happen? I, I'm I'm being like I'm revisiting all of these things, you know. Because well, I'm sitting here looking at you, thinking you're gonna have to race off now to make it down yeah, for yeah, episode yeah, yeah, three yeah, yeah. this yeah, evening, because yeah, yeah. like, I'm gonna have it. to sit and watching you. It's like you can't you can't make a show like this live. Oh no! Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, you, you can't because you've got there's so, so much, much going on going on. There's so many people involved. You couldn't make it life. No, like there was a part of me that kind of think, you know, the voyeuristic nature of human beings. Yes. You could make a Big Brother type <laughs> show <laughs> out, out of the dorms. Yeah, because it's all human interaction. Yeah. you know what I mean. And there's lots of things happening and going on in there. You know what I mean. So, um, and there's lots of people just getting bollocks naked. <laughs> I just saw that yeah. the first the first show was like there's no oh, there's no change room there's no the nothing shed. it's just like yeah boom and you just have to strip off and everybody does it like you know and there's not there's it's weird it's like immediately there's no stigma there's like no stigma around people actually just getting getting dressed right in front of you men or women there's not it was nothing and they're on this obviously in this kind of a fucking environment there's no sexual overtones yeah. you know what I mean it's <laughs> yeah. like it's like oh yeah caked in mud oh, like, shivering you're just there out of coming into, out, out of water you're fucking you got the turtle as well inside the shell <laughs> you know what I mean there's no there's no one walking around <laughs> strutting it out like you know because there's just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm talking shite here on the screen here. We're, we're, we're watching the show as we go. What's this bit here now? I, I think I was just telling people to eat as much as they could. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. just trying to be this fucking, you know, oh, yeah, I'm going to try and be a leader here and, and tell people to eat food. It's, it's like, funny the way they edit oh, yeah. these things as well. They edit them creatively to cre create characters out of people. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And look, they, they do edit it in certain ways. But, like, to be honest, if I said it, you know, if oh, I you said did it not and, say and it, I did yeah. it, you yeah. know, it was like, it's, it's, it's just, a, it's, it is weird, you know, when, when you see it back and you kind of go, there's so many missing parts and links and stuff, but it's, it's, look, it's all part, like every single show does that. Yeah. Every oh, fact. Show, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I'll, I'll ask you a bit about that now in a second, the, the combination of the cameras and all, mm -hmm. but just the point you made there about, uh, you're in the room and no sexual overtones and people just taking their clothes off and stuff like that. That's one thing that's always fascinated me because when I was younger, I was fascinated by special ops. I used to watch a lot of American special ops stuff, British British SIS stuff, always with the thought in my head, or two thoughts in my head. Number one, like, could I do this? Could I, could, am I able to do this type of stuff? Mm. And constantly question myself. But also, it strips away all of the bullshit that we constantly live with all the time. All of the, 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 the hidden meanings and the the uh, am I getting this this guy's pissing me off and have a weird relationship with this person I'm thinking about it. all of it is gone and you're reduced to your like purest essential basic, humanity essential humanity yeah and there's something to me that's so beautiful about that so when you say that that's actually what that's what it looked like to me I was like because because I remember I was watching it with Jill and she was like oh, this is mad like they're all just getting changed in the same room and I was like it it doesn't matter yeah when you're in that environment because I've obviously played football before, it's not the same thing, but like, you're, it's, a lot of the stuff when you go through a really hard training session, which is nothing compared to this, it bonds you together and you remove a lot of the social interactions you would have with another person. This is just my brother. This is just my sister. We're just humans and we need each other to survive. And so, yeah. I think it's so, so beautiful about that. So it's nice to hear you say that. Yeah, that's it's actually class, man. It like, that's the thing. It's like, um, like as well, like, like um, we got a taste, like a tiny, 
taste of yeah. that whole life, right? Yeah. Of that whole special forces life, which is just fucking amazing. It's so interesting. And like the thing about it is, right, and I just want to get this from the from the start. No matter how well or how unwell you do at this, they have lived a lifestyle of this. That's crazy. It's 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 mental to think that like because it's 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 a life of excellence. It's a life of excellence. It's a life of seeking the best from yourself, right? And and seeking the best from the others around you. And I think that's beautiful. Like, you know, where it's yeah. like, imagine operating at that high level. Like, um, 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 Lockie, uh, the number eight. Just going right? to bring him up. He, he did 14 years of being at a super high level in the Special Forces. And it's like, you know... There were certain elements. Now, people are asking me, did you know he was a mole? Did you know he was a mole? I had no idea he was a mole. Yeah. Zero. Zilch. Zip. Right? Um, but there were certain elements that, like, you know, there were certain things where you th- you know this dude is, tr- is, he can't, there's certain elements of it, it's, it's muscle memory. And he can't unlearn it. His pack was always perfect, pristine. His stuff was always squared away perfectly. He always had everything fucking set up in, in just the right way. And he never seemed to be out of, you know, out of the comfort zone. You can tell when people have been really put out or you can tell people that are just actually just fucking, they're calm in this situation. I'd say he's seen the fucking shit at the fan, like, you know? This is what's fascinating about where you can go with this because obviously you've done, you've done uh, the the, the experience, but this guy, it was his life Mm. and he became this thing and I often look at them because I think there's this assumption in people's heads like Hell Week is one part of what these guys do when they're training. It's a tiny, tiny part of what they do when they're training to become Army Rangers. I, I think selection, like, so like, this is, this is quote unquote selection, but I think selection is actually three weeks long. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's three weeks long where you'll have one week of Hell Week, yeah. which is like scratch what we've seen in episode two, loads of other yeah. elements of just of just f- fucking skullduggery and just yeah, you know, yeah. drudgery. And then there's two other weeks that are far more skill-based. But then you, you know? assume these guys, right, you've passed and they go in and sit down in their offices then. No. Then they go and live this life. But they but they, they don't even go into that yet, right? They do three weeks and then they either pass or don't pass selection. They don't get their green beret until they've done nine months of training. Yeah. So they have to do nine months of skills training to become a ranger. So that you just, when you pass selection, you don't become a ranger. Yeah. You pass selection to get you into the fucking course. And then the course is, is the course grueling is as well. Grueling. And you can fail at any time. Any stage. Last, last day, people yeah. have failed. People have failed on the last day. Yeah. Right? So that's the, that's what we're, th- so just, just for everybody out there, or if any of the DS are even listening, this is nothing. Yeah, in comparison, it's so impressive. Not in, compa- in the comparison, and I and I and I mean, what I what I mean from that is we are actually blessed that we were actually able to get a taste of it because like there's there's just so much that you can glean from it in everyday life. And yeah, it started from the moment that you know they pulled us off the bus, you know. Yeah, um, and I'm gonna get to that moment now in one yeah. second. But the fact and I've seen this guy now that I know after two episodes who he is. I I'm just watching back the two episodes here and I'm looking at him and I was like, he's done 14 years, 15 years at this level, and now he's back and he's able to just go through this again. Like it's fu- no, I don't know, I don't know what happens in this show with him. I don't know at what point because obviously we know now because we've seen episode two. I don't know. They're literally looking at him on the screen right now. He, yeah. He's just this is he's just doing it. 
they've just yeah. said to him, you're going to do this again. He's like, yeah, no bother. Because I've just done this for 14 years. Yeah. I, I am just this thing now. I am this person. I have this skill set. I can do these things. This is an absolute cakewalk for this, him. Yeah. Because like this is a, this is, there's no risk where he's probably been put into different places around the world where there's mad risk. Like serious, serious life risk. Li- yeah, yeah, fatal, yeah. you know, um, life or death situations. And I, I, I think that's one of the most amazing things about it is just that like, you know, you know, he just, he just slipped in. And um, the reason why I think no one realized that it was a, uh, that, that, that there was a mole is because you're so actually engrossed in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you're, 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 cons- you're kind of looking for more of the people that are struggling yeah. than the people that are fucking floating. Yeah, Do you yeah, get me? Yeah. You know, you're, you're looking for those, more of those people that are struggling um, than you are. And that's why I don't think anybody, you know, had a clue, like, you know. That's gas, that's yeah, gas. Mad. We should have probably said, spoiler alert at the start of this, but like episode one and two are live now, so if you have it, Yeah, no, this is all, this, this is, is, all, this all is we're talking through episode yeah. one and two. So, so bring, me, bring me to that, because that, Jesus, that first 15 minutes I watched, it was intense to watch it. My heart rate was up watching it. What was that like? You get there on the bus. Where, um, where did you get on the bus, actually? We got on the bus, would you believe probably, it? Probably, was it 100 meters In my fucking road? hometown. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My hometown, yeah, yeah. So we got we got on the bus, uh, it, like just outside Glamour, right? So everyone just travels down that day, yeah, and meets there, yeah, yeah, or just travels down and stays over or Sounds whatever, right. like you know, and a few um, points, everyone, a few points, you know, <laughs> chilling out, few packets of crisps. Yeah. Um, so we 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 met met there. We hopped onto the bus, and uh, it was very funny, right? Um, the guy who uh the guy who was actually the first person to to go. We actually had to wait on him for like 45 minutes oh, no. because he actually, I think he might have fallen asleep in the room. <laughs> um, What's his name again? Seemed like a real nice fella. Yeah, he was a lovely dude. I, yeah. I, I, you know what? I just didn't catch his name yeah, because yeah. he wasn't in, you know, just because of the the, uh, course, the, the, the involvement, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Hectic. And so um, we we hopped on the bus, we headed down. It, it's, uh, we headed down to to East Cork, right? And we ended up in this, I think it's what an old fertilizer plant, right? So if, um we we that's where the scene when we when we pull up and uh and the um Off the uh, bus. Things, it's just it's just lads in balaclavas with dogs. <laughs> there that's what's greeting you going in. It's like going into like a militia compound, right? It's like literally you're going in, you're like, right, okay, my wallet is being taken. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, was yeah, immediately yeah. like I was immediately in this kind of um I had a very scary interaction on the border of Tanzania and Kenya, um, with border police talking in Swahili, didn't have a clue what they were talking about, shouting at us on a bus, right? And it was very similar. I had a very similar feeling to that. I was I was excited though. It wasn't it wasn't all fear. Uh, I was excited and I was and I was fearful and in Kenya or in I, oh yeah no Cork. In, in in Cork okay yeah, in Kenya it was just straight up fear. I was seventeen year old poopy pants right. So I I um. I, I had, I, I, I got, you know, I was getting kind of like a bit uh, riled up. And then th- this um, truck pulls up in front of the bus. I didn't actually see that happening, but it pulls up, stops the bus, and then Jer comes on mm. and get the fuck off the bus. And then obviously Ellen get, cracks <laughs> a smile, cracks <laughs> yeah, a smile, yeah, and yeah. she just gets, she just gets pegged straight away then, like, which is funny, like, you know, um, but. I, I tell you straight up, right? I don't. I didn't expect it to be just this, this that high level of just physical and mental stress straight away. That's that's what I really wanted to give um, the chap who who was the first uh, person to go out. I really wanted to just kind of explain to mm. people the situation that he found himself in, right? Because 
we were immediately taken off the bus and we were um, put into squat positions, put into stress positions, which are designed to stress you, to stress your body and have you thinking, what the fuck, you know? So we're in these mad stress positions, but then they have us crawling through muck in, in our things. And, stuff. and the muck is just gravelly muck. I had cuts all up my legs from the very get-go, from that first 10 minutes, my legs were cut to bits, like all in shreds. Um, uh, and my elbows were also fucking goose. They were just caught up straight away. We hopped about that. Then they brought us into one of the enclosures and they had us doing fucking PT with loads of sandbags and fucking all this type of stuff and holding up tires together. Those tires are like tractor tires. They're are t- truck, truck, truck tires. They are super heavy. Um, and it was just constantly stressing, 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 getting up in your face, shouting at you, do you want to quit? Do you want to quit? Do you want Just give me your armband and you're not going to survive. Like, you're not going to survive. Give me your armband. Like, they're telling you. They're not, they're not asking you. And they're not, they're not fucking, um, they're, they're, they're not being polite about it. They are telling you straight away, well, look, you're going to fail. Just give me the fucking armband. Like, and if you're in that stressful situation and you let it in for half a second, Probably gonna give the armband. Yeah. Like you get me. Yeah. Like, right, so you're in this, right? So it was it, it looks like absolutely no time at all uh on the show, but it's realistically 20, 25 minutes, right? Yeah. Of of the let picture the hardest workout you've ever done, but now add m- mucky gravel <laughs> and people shouting at you that you're fucking useless and kicking muck in your eye. All of these elements. Add all of those and then and and then and then kind of think about it, right? And um, I think what actually happened for him, I, I'm not, I don't want to speak for this man, right? And I, and I, uh, what, what my experience was from that situation was, this is a week, and I am, I'm in this physical. Say, so you could see him; he was exhausted. I'm exhausted. Twenty minutes in. Now, what got me through an awful lot of these things, like scratch, and got me through like the things like you know uh, when we're doing those kind of PT things and all that was. This, this will end. This will end. I don't think he had that voice that was telling him at that time, they can't do this for, for a week solid. They can't. They, no one is going to be able to do this. No one, including them. They couldn't, they couldn't actually fucking stay shouting at us yeah. for that fucking long. You know? So they so if you can if you can get into your mind, this will end, it will help you. Just those simple things. And I talk about mantras and I actually got fucking ripped apart on Twitter. Um, <laughs> Did you? Yeah, f- fucking mantras. You know, like, <laughs> oh, this, that was all they said. Like, you know, it was like people talking about mantras and me being a loud mouth and all that kind of stuff. I find it fucking brilliant. Like, it's hilarious because I'm, I think I'm in a position. I'm in the position to laugh at myself and I'm in a position to, to poke fun at what I'm saying. But like, if you don't have those little sayings that you can fall back on, I think it, it, it does make it tougher. And, I think that's why he handed his armband over because he was like, right, look. He was just being honest with himself. Yeah. And I actually respect that. I respect that he was just going to go on, right, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna survive a week. Boom. Whips the armband off, right? So th- there's that element to it. And there's there's people that are sitting down, eating digestive biscuits, you know, dipping them into their tea, sitting down, they're judging this guy, right? I just wanted to say it to you that 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 gives nothing to you either. As the person, as the viewer, it gives nothing. If you're if you're standing there, if you're sitting there judging these people, it brings nothing to your life. Yeah. If you try and understand them and understand where these people are coming from and that they're actually trying to do something, then you you'll get an awful lot more from the show. 
you know, than than judging. Because I, I I remember watching these show the show and letting judgment slip into my mind and think, ah, oh, Jesus, he kind of gave up a bit handy there, didn't he? And all this kind of stuff. And I'm kind of thinking, no, because I don't understand what he's going through, you know, and I don't understand what what way he is, you know, or, or what he has. So that's what I would would implore anybody to do is is to try and just understand, try and understand where you know where people come from. Uh, there was another guy who dropped out very, very yeah. early as well. He had a he had he had an injury that was coming in, which is, and and people might say, ah, yeah, fucking injury, blah blah. But but the thing is, you're training really hard. He didn't look out of shape, you know. He looked like he was in shape. When you're training very, very hard for something like this, the chances that you get injured are very high. You know what I mean? So. I would definitely give him the benefit of the doubt that he was carrying a, a very serious injury. We're all carrying niggles, right? Niggles are different to real injuries, and this guy probably had a real injury. So I definitely give him the two of those guys the benefit of the doubt in that they were just they they, they had realised that they weren't going to get through. The third girl who who came out so basically right. So we got off the bus, and it's fucking all hell breaks loose, right? It's like fucking you know. Um, you know, we are not in Kansas anymore, Toto, and everything's on fire, and there's <laughs> there's muck in our eyes. You know, it was fucked up, um, and then they then they kind of go right. We 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 got the people that we wanted out of the way out of the way. That was that was what it was designed to do, and they lined us up. It was fucking. It was it was it was in around this time of the year, but it was fucking freezing, man. It was on the coast, and it was hailstorms that day. It was just like. Anybody who thinks, oh yeah, this time they, they also just like to say they run selection courses all times throughout the year. It's not a thing that they just do in the winter time. They run selection all times during the year because the sun presents its own issues and presents its own problems. And like there's certain times where we're doing things and the sun is really fucking us, really fucking us. You know, the cold fucks with you sometimes, but the the sun does the exact same thing. But that day was not sunny <laughs> and it was really windy and it was hailstorms and we all lined up trying to get our our, uh, our uh, life jackets on. And we hopped into the boat, right? And I thought, Grant, we'll fucking, we'll, we'll, we'll get the boat over to, to Camden or whatever it was. I didn't know it was Camden at the time, but we get it over to Camden, Fort Maher. Head over and we'll 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 start this fucking thing, you know, because it hadn't started yet. You know, they 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 were saying that all the time, dude. They were like, this hasn't even started That's yet. Head fuck, yeah. yeah, if you if you think if you're thinking this is tough, it hasn't started yet. We haven't even started the course. We haven't even gotten to the barracks. And I'm like, fucking hell. You know, that's fucked up. Like, yeah. even, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to stand here and go say, oh, none of this shit fazed me. It did. You know, I really did think, that at all times you're thinking, you know, because you're fucking, it's your survival mechanism, yeah. man. Do you know? Your survival mechanism wants you to fucking quit all the time. Wants to go back and be one of those people, different digestives entity. Get me? That's yeah. what your body wants. And, um... So we hopped on it. It was fucking hail. I was at the front as well. So I was getting fucking battered by fucking hailstones. And uh, we were all getting battered. We were all in fucking bits, freezing cold as it was. And then they go, right, now you're going to get out of the water. So we had to fucking hop onto the fucking, onto the, the. it was uh, a rib. Yeah. A uh, rigid inflatable boat, right? And on the inflatable tubes, we had to fucking get on and, and interlink with each other and all turn off the side of the boat at the same time as it was turning, right? And it's about, I don't know, did they say it was a 400 meters or 200 meters? or It looks very far. Yeah, between four and 200 meters. I, I don't know exactly there now, right, uh, off the top of my head. Um, but I 
uh, we rolled off anyway, right? And uh, we hopped on. And I think the girl who uh, who went on, I think she she might have had a problem with her uh, her buoyancy aid, and I think that 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 caused her to struggle and stay in in the uh, water a bit longer. And the um, as well, she had very low body fat. Mm. So she wasn't Her body wasn't naturally good at insulating her as well Because she was a very fit woman And I think that she was She was very strong looking I think that she You know Had she been able to get over that I think she probably would have done quite well You know She looked like she was in, in good shape And like the thing is like You can't look at someone and go Yeah you're going to do well But I think she I think in fairness to her If that hadn't happened If this was just a case of Getting on the boat And driving straight over to the island She would have had a longer A longer time in the show You know yeah. um, Definitely Um but this is the thing they say about this process, isn't it? We don't care. Yeah. Because you could potentially be in the water. And yeah. even if this woman is good at 95% of things, if there's a military situation where we're in the water, she's the weak link. And we've got to find the weak links. Yeah. We've got to find your it. weak links because your weak links become our weak links. Absolutely. Absolutely. If we if, if there's one if there's one person in the group that's you know, it, it could get the whole group killed yeah. in, in, in their world, not yeah. our world, obviously, because we're just you know we're 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 running around with metal bars <laughs> instead of guns. But like, um, we we they they get us out. They tell us strip off all of our civilian clothes, right? So strip off all of it, and then we're just in our jocks. And then so they start. They're in our we're in our jocks or our brand knickers or whatever the case may be, and we're just we're 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 standing there, and um, Ray then starts his monologue. And it's a really, it's it's really testament to him as well, right? That he's just, he's very matter of fact. There's no dr- drama. There's no emphasis on anything. It's very monotone. And it's very like, look, it, you know, we're going to put you through hell here. Um, it's going to be the hardest thing you've ever done in your life. Um, and so if you feel like you're not going to be able to do it, I would just suggest to just quit right now. And he also said something at the start that stuck with me and it was one of the things that I actually thought about quite a lot especially when we were in transit when we were in transit from from um, kind of event to event I often thought about this one thing he said he says we're not looking for people to pass scrape a pass scrape by we're looking for people to excel and I really took that on board he said we're looking for people to excel not just scrape a pass and um I th- that's what I did try to do was excel at everything I could so like if there was any way like in scratch I was always trying to be first I was always trying to be the like I was trying to give it socks when giving it socks doesn't necessarily give you anything you know what I mean it's yes. not a it's not a race and it's not a thing it's just an honest effort what's my honest effort in in terms of an of, of excelling and I just tried to do that at all times. And I think that was, I actually have to thank him for that, actually, because for him saying that, I, I was absorbing it. And I was like, right, we can't be middle of the Packers here. We have to, we have to be, we have to give it our honest effort. Because and, and if my honest effort is the front, it's the front. Do you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. that's, and I took that on board right then and there when I was standing shivering in the dark, listening to him talk. And, um... Because like we landed at around three o'clock in three o'clock, and it was dark, right? So I'll just tell you now how much, because this was this time of the year, you know what I mean? It was like starting to get dark. It was starting to get kind of shitty, and um, so there was a long time there where we're just like, you know, we're trying to swim, 
you know, into the thing. The boats are driving around for ages. Like, it takes fucking five seconds, I'd say, to get from that fertilizer yeah. place to thing. But they were driving around for ages, just making us cold and making us miserable and make us want to quit, like, you know. And um, I just think it was, you know, it was a, a fair play to everybody who got on that bus anyway, first day, but and fair play for for everybody that, that lasted on those stages. And then they they goes, right, get your shit together. So they got us all down. And then that was when the shit started to really kind of actually, shit started to actually get really hard then because everybody is trying to fucking sort out their lives. So there's 25 <laughs> people left, all trying to sort out themselves, like, do you know what I mean? Get themselves ready and stuff. And it was just, it was madness, carnage. And like, um, especially um, there was... Uh, Kenny, who who kind of came to light in the in the in the early on in the first two episodes, really lovely, lovely chap. Um, he was just he he was hypothermic. Um, because oh, is this the farmer? The, yes, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah that poor yeah. man. Oh man, I felt it. Was, did he say on on he had he, he has bipolar. bipolar? Bipolar, yeah. Oh, so, that so poor he, man, you could see it in him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I think to be honest with you, like he just kind of. He never let anybody else know that. It was kind of, when he Fair said that to the to the DS, I think that was kind of letting them know in confidence that like, you know, um, he has, he has, he's other battles that he's fighting while, while all of us are there. Do you know what I mean? While yes. everybody else is there. And I like, I really did feel for him as well, because when you do get into a hypothermic state, I've been in a hypothermic state myself before, you can't think properly. Yeah. You can't move properly. You, you don't make decisions well. You don't, you're irritable which doesn't make you great as part of a team. And he wasn't irritable at all, really. No. And he he never gave, uh, he never really gave a, uh, uh, an inkling that he was, you know, that he was even in any way put out, you know? He was just like, oh, I can't sort out my shit. Like, he, he couldn't sort out his bag, like, you know what I mean? And that's yeah. plain and simple, like, and it was the hypothermia, and I think mix, mixed with, I don't want to make any inferences because I don't know about bipolar disorder, but, you know, that definitely doesn't help, you know? Yes. So, and he got done for eyeball and the DSs a couple of times, but yes. I was looking at him thinking, I just don't think he understands. I think he's trying to get clarification on what he's supposed to do. Absolutely. And they were like, you're eyeballing me. But we we, we, do, we do that. Yeah. You know? I look I look for visual cues. Like, am I doing this right? 90% or? Of, of communication is nonverbal. Yeah. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So like, it's like, you can have a full conversation early with someone who words. Yeah. Did you get me? Um, and we've, you know, like everybody who's been on a bus or a train or something like that knows <laughs> that. You know, you're giving eye signals kind of like do you want a seat or yeah. do you want that kind of thing you're not saying anything to anybody but you're able to don't they, fucking sit beside they me. don't know they, yeah yeah or be really eager you know someone <laughs> yeah. comes over and tries to go so, oh free my seat. god here it's a free seat here and it's actually I've, I've warmed it up it's and the best off, seat yeah. ever yeah I've yeah. warmed it up with my bum <laughs> um, but yeah no like and uh, I was really because he was so close to me yeah I, I could see he was struggling with it and that's you, you see it in the first episode trying to get his gear dry and stuff because he you know after uh after we were brought out um for our first um our first event which was the fighting the hand-to-hand -hand combat which was just mad and a mad thing to start on as well yeah um, it injured me and it injured a lot of people did it start yeah? yeah 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 just yeah. before you go there let's just talk about the the dig that room like how far underground or where is it's that room? It's about thirty meters. Is it underground? Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it looks like the most isolated room I've ever no, seen. No natural light. It's all fluorescent kind of type lights, like yeah. type lights that no are on it. I can hear you if you scream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's horrendous. And like the thing is, do you know that well that they yeah. get people to jump into? Yeah, it's a natural well that was oh, dug in, up out of the ground. It's like six degrees. Fucking hell. It's so fucking cold. 
And uh, they get very creative yeah. with, with the stuff in there, yeah. The, yeah. The, and that trek down to the bell and back up as oh, well. Lad. That looks like hell. It's horrific. Hell. Horrific. Yeah, and people are like, that's only a few stairs. It's like 160 stairs. 160 stairs at the, at the best of times when yeah. you're under pressure. You get that quad burn. Yeah. If you're already, I don't know how many goosed. hours, goosed, like goosed, you're doing Cossack you're walks. Your helmet, you're wearing your and, helmet. And you're, car- uh, you're wearing your helmet. You're wearing your helmet. And you're, and you're carrying your gun. And you're carrying your gun and you're under pressure and he's shouting at you and your team is waiting and you're freezing and you're already bollocks. Holy shit. Yeah. It's like, I, 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 uh, in the first two episodes there, no, you didn't see, I, I, I avoided the bell and I invited the well. Did you avoid the well and the bell? Uh, well, I, 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 I invited the, the well and the bell. And, and like this, they'll start to combine it. You know, they'll oh start to combine. Go down, ring the bell, come back up here and then jump in the well. Do you know? So, or, <laughs> or jump in the well, come up, put your boots on, ring the bell. So it's, it's you know, but I, I, I and, the, and, the, and the kind of needless push-ups and stuff, yeah. I, I, I avoided all of them as well because I didn't make the, the, the smaller mistakes, like yes. the eyeballing or the dropping my gun or something like that, you know what I mean? So, um, but uh, yeah, I definitely spent, spent some time in all of them. So like the thing is, we when we first got down there, um, it's different to all the other ones because you can see there's beds in the other seasons. There wasn't any beds. You had to fold out a cot, right? I actually have one of those cuts, and I know if you don't know what you're doing, there's those two bars on the end. You're like, how yeah. the fuck do I get this thing in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like th- these things were fucking built probably World War Two. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like these things haven't been replaced in a long time. These are army surplus, surplus, surplus. <laughs> this is like this is just absolutely different level shit. It's they're so sticky and yeah. rusty and all types of shit. And then just trying to like thing is like you're eating into your time because you're trying to put your, you put your bed together grand but like you can't hop into bed because there's still people making their yeah, beds yeah, yeah, yeah. so you have to go around to the other people and just make sure that they're kind of trying to get in their beds together and there's often times where I've gotten my bar in and I couldn't get another person's bar in I was like look let's just swap beds because like I was just like and we leave it like because my legs will hang off the side of it I'm used to camping I'm used to being yeah, in the outdoors fair. I'm used to that type of shit so like if people aren't used to that they'll have a better night's sleep with the, with the full bed like you know yeah but like, it's it, yeah, it was madness. I think the start was really just um, shock to the system. Yeah, organizational ways, and that was something that I really worried about. Okay, at the start, because I'm not a, the most organized person or the the most tidy person, really. You know, so I, I, I. The thing is, is I had I had um, primed it in my mind that I was going to be good at it, that I was going to be try because I had to be I for, in my mind I had to be ten times better at it to be just as good as everybody else in my own mind. So I was like, right, if I'm 10 times better at my organization, my admin, my personal admin, then I, I, I just might scrape, you know, through that aspect of it. So if I try 10 times harder than everybody else, I'll do it. And that's, and I was priming weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks because like my dad knew I was going to be on the show and he yeah. said, your admin's going to fuck you. Yeah. If you don't fucking really? get on top of it, yeah, yeah, he said your admin's gonna fuck you because he's he knows him. I'm I'm his son. He knows but, he knows how I am. But you know why that's funny? There's two reasons why that's funny. The first thing is when they introduced you, Conor O'Keefe, adventure company owner. I was like, that sounds like the coolest job. And the, this guy owns a company that makes yeah. adventures. I, I just I just <laughs> print out adventures. But you lead you lead groups of people in, do. in the woods, and you're yeah. very good at it because I've been with you a couple of times. Yeah, uh, uh, and very short walks and stuff like that. But it's very clear to me that you understand. 
the fact that other people have needs that maybe you understand a bit better than them. So you kind of explain to them how to do certain things. So for yeah. me, looking at that, I was like, oh, this is where Connor's going to be great. But yeah, obviously no, in your own it's head. Something, it's a, a definitely a learned skill, especially wow. in, in, like, in, in setting up that business. Again, applying this, I have to be 10 times better than everybody else yes. to be just as good as everybody else mentality. Yes. That's what it has allowed me to put on okay. such successful, like, overnight camping trips, which, it, you know, takes an awful lot of organization because you have to get everybody set up to be warm and to have their tents and to be waterproof yes. and know where they're going if they want to go to the loo and um, uh, about the, everybody needs to be fed. All of these things are, like, it takes me 10 times longer, I think, you know, to, 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 like, have everything set. Uh, than let's say a lot of people because okay. I don't have those natural organizational skills, but I am honing them. Yes, I am honing them, and I, but uh, like at that time, no, uh, not not so much. And I think that's what really actually saved me. And reason why I was actually really good at my personal admin was that I knew I was going to struggle with it. Yeah. So if I knew I was going to struggle with it, I knew that I had to be like trying to be five steps ahead. So like if I was packing up my bag let's say, get your day sack ready, you want this, 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 and this in it, I would pack all of those things. But then I would also, if I if I pack those things, I have to make sure that the rest of my gear is really easily accessible and that if for one reason or another, we're literally coming right back out, we're, we're going in five minutes and right back out again, that I'm able to do what I need to do. Okay. And then trying then, as soon as you have those things set, you're helping other people out. That's what gave me the time to do things like help um, help Kenny and yes. stuff like that was just trying to be really on top of it yeah. uh, from the get-go. And then if, I, if I'm if i on top of my stuff and I'm five minutes ahead of the curve, I have five minutes to kind of look around and go, right, how's, ev- how's everybody else doing in my area? Yeah, You know what I mean? And if, if they need that extra uh, hand, then I'm, a- I'm available to do it because I can't do that. It's like, you know, the, the masks come down uh, on the airplane. You put your own mask on yeah, first yeah, and yeah, then yeah. You, you do the thing. You do have to have your own shit together. Yes. Uh, if the you m- want to help the crew because you're a liability to them. Yes. If your shit's half done and you go helping somebody and they're finished and your stuff is still half done and then you have to go do something. You're the weak link. You're the weak link. Yeah. Great so, metaphor for life. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You have to, you're like, what is it again? You have to, you have to make your bed if you want to, if you want to remake the world. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. That like, you have to start with yourself. You, uh, you have to start at the front door, and yeah. that was what I really got from when we first, well, first got in. Like, apparently, the, the DS has got that as well in oh that second episode. Gosh. There, your big mug shot up on the wall, loud mouth number yeah, eleven. I know it was you and uh, what's the other guy's name? Jay, 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 number twenty-two. Yeah, 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 yeah. we both got singled out. You got singled out yeah. for for your organisational skills. Yeah, yeah. Like I think right when I look at these things, right when I look at. Um, the episodes, yeah. I, I, as you well know, I'm, I'm a very much intention yes. led and intention based person. So, like, what's my intention? What was my intention at the time? My intention at the time is not to be. It was not to be an alpha. Although they, they will look upon it as alpha mentality, or maybe it came across as that. You know what I mean? And I'll accept that. You know, maybe it came across to the outside. In my head, I was like, all right, there are people that are finding this harder than me at this particular time, like I'm finding it just as hard as anybody else doing all of these events and all this kind of stuff, but there's people finding it harder to, l- to live, to do their admin, to make sure that they're getting fed, to make sure that they're, they have all their stuff squared away, to make sure that they have their bed ready to sleep. They're finding that element of it harder than I am, right? And 
I think for my time in the outdoors as well, I had a better idea of, I think I just might have had a better idea of just how important having your fucking shit together for sleeping and eating is. Yeah. Um, and so I just wanted people to to have the benefit of, of, of you know, a bit, bit of experience that I had had, you know. Um, and maybe that came across as, as pushy. Or as Lisa Simpson-y, you know, yeah. the Lisa Simpson know-it-all attitude, and and I I definitely accept that there could have been those those overtones of it, you know. Yeah. Um. And I can't speak for Jay. I can't speak for Jay and what he thought, but I'd imagine his his intentions were much the same, yeah. you know. And he's getting he he he, you know, he was getting mad heat from the DS. Yeah. He's getting mad heat, and clap, I, clap, I boom. Yeah, yeah, the clap clap boom didn't uh, go down well, but I, but I. I I, I, I look upon that and I kind of think, right, what was he trying to achieve with yes. that? He's trying to, like, do you remember I was saying at the start, those people that didn't have that fallback, that didn't have that that uh, thing that they can, or, yeah, or yeah. something that they could say to themselves to bring themselves out of the shit because you can really get stuck into the shitness of it. And um, I think maybe he was trying to inject that element of it, like, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, I think his intentions were there. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He came across a bit kind of like, uh, cringy for 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 people, but it I think his intention was let's boost people, let's g- give people the boost, and you know um you know I can't I can't really uh you know speak on 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 Jay, but like um I think both of us wanted the best yeah. for everybody else, I and mean, that's what we tried to do. And if it came across then as as know it all e or whatever, then. Um, you know, I definitely accept that too, like, you know yeah, what I mean? Because yeah. it could have, like, you know. Well, as a, as a viewer, now I was biased because I know you. Mm. So I knew what you were doing because I know you and your style. So for me watching, I was like, oh, fair play to Connor. Now, Jill, my fiance, doesn't know you. She, I mean, she knows of you, but she was like, oh, God, Connor's doing very well. I had to kind of calm her down. She's like, oh, Connor's doing great, isn't it? Look at Connor helping that. Look at Connor. I was like, all right, calm it down. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. Uh, so as a viewer, Jill was uh, very impressed. But what's really interesting to me is how they can, with again, with the show part of this, how they can change you and Jay into almost like the anti-hero. Mm. In in the second episode, where you had the mug shots and the DS is all sitting around chatting about you, and they're, they're saying to Lockie to to make it difficult on you, like yeah, maybe the guys do need to reel it in a fucking bit here. But that's only the show creating the drama around this. I could see what you were doing, and I've known guys like Jay in my life, and would have initially been like, "Fuck this guy, who's this guy? I think he is." But but then I'm like, no, he's he's genuine in his way. He is trying here to lead. It's styles, it's, isn't it? It's a style. This it's guy and, and his style is very abrasive to most people because it challenges people and he's confident and he's kind of the jaws going and the interviews and stuff and he doesn't come across as immediately likable but then when you realise what he's trying to do you're like, this guy, it's his style of motivating. He could have just said, fuck all you guys, I'll do my own thing. He yeah. didn't. He was constantly talking and mo- trying to motivate people as were you. So yeah. it's a really interesting dynamic to watch. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it is. And I think it look, look, the editing as well, editing, you know, yeah. to, to pit us against each other. I never thought, I never, I never had a alpha off with him, you know, <laughs> yeah, ever, yeah, yeah, yeah. ever, you know, it never, it was never like that. I never looked at him and thought, who the fuck does he think he is saying all <laughs> yeah, this yeah, shit? Yeah. I, I'm a person where I, I, I'm, I, yes, I, I have leadership qualities, but I'm a great follower. Yeah. If somebody, if somebody is a good leader, and that's what happened when Lockie took over. Yeah. 
you could see that at the end, he was saying, look, he actually could take direction. I was like, yeah, I can take direction because you're a great leader. Because you're very good at doing it. I recognize you're making good decisions. You're making good decisions. Yeah. You're doing very, very well here. All right. You're a guy I can row in behind. Yes. And you're a guy I can be the like number that. two or number three or second string. Yeah. Any day of the week because he could lead and he did it properly, you know? So, um, and I think that came across. And uh, I look, I, I, I can't speak for anybody else, only that for me, I just thought that, you know, there were certain people that did great jobs and there are certain people that will come out of the woodwork in the future that did great jobs and trying to emulate those. And I, I didn't do a perfect job of uh, of anything. I was never perfect at anything. And they don't, they're, not, they're not looking for that either, looking for an honest effort. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never did anything perfectly. Um, and I don't think anybody did really, you know. And I wasn't the best at everything, which was another thing that I had to get over. Me coming in here, I thought I was going to be the best, the brightest star in the sky, you know. I wasn't. I wasn't the best. I wasn't the best recruit. And I wasn't the best at, at each event. There was somebody who might have done something better than me. But I just wanted to give an honest effort for myself, you know what I mean? And, and uh, I think that's an, I think a, a, another a, a barrier I had to get over was, you're not going to be the best, that's okay. Just fucking keep plowing on. Yeah. Keep giving an honest effort. Keep helping people where you can. Keep doing your own best job. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right, the bit everybody wants to know. You're out there punching women. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fight. The fighting. Yeah. Like another, another element where I thought I was going to have a good showing, but like the way they set it up with the two-on-one, you yeah. can even see um, like uh, Declan. Deco, the, the professional boxer. Professional boxer. He kind of was like, he did very well, to be fair. Very, very, yeah. very well. But, like, you were struggling because there's two people on you. It's interesting. They even said it in the show there. Like, we know he's a professional boxer. So, so he put two big Two dudes. big monsters against him because yeah. his punches won't have as much of an impact. And I could see by him the way he's moving. This guy knows how to throw punches. Yeah. These guys are just big meat yeah. in front of him. And they were absorbing the punches and, and they kept moving towards him. Yeah. Um, a, a question everybody asks when they see this stuff on TV because... And, and I know you're going to say this over and over again. It doesn't matter that it's a TV show. There is editing. But this is real when you're there. Yeah. How how real is that fight situation? Uh, like, in terms of in terms of actual fighting, like street fighting or whatever the case may be, there's, there's, no, there's nothing. Even Thai boxing getting into the ring doesn't actually emulate a street fight. Like, you know? Of course, like, yeah. You know, or... There's rules. Where you find yeah. yourself in hand-to-hand -hand combat, you know, in, this, in, the, in the situations that these guys are training for it's life and death yes you have to kill this person or they'll kill you you know yeah. what i mean which is which is a hard thing to even wrap your your head around yeah. like like um like uh, the other day a ladybird uh, landed on my shoulder and i brushed it off and i think i damaged its wing right i brushed it off thinking it was a bee or a wasp or something and it damaged its wing and i was like oh you my bastard. god oh my god i'm after damaging the wing on this poor little ladybug and then you're talking about killing a human being even if this person wants to kill you. Killing a human being is is something that's people might think they're very comfortable with, but they're, you know, it's it's a it's a it's it's a whole nother gravy. But like that's the element that they're looking at. It's 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 real force and it's real like you're in a situation where like you're brought in out into the fucking dark in the middle of the night. This is midnight, right? Going on my own fucking inner clock of, of what time we did they pull landed. you out of bed? I can't remember. Did they pull you out of bed for that bit? No. No, we you were already, get, we, you didn't we get were, bed. Okay. Yeah, they just got in, we got all of our shit fixed up, and then they got us out with the bags on and shit. And um, we hopped out. It's it's a it's a tough one because usually you're, like, I was, I was against uh, a man and a woman, right? So they were the two people that were against me. And the chap, I think it was actually Kenny, 
was causing me a lot of hurt. And he was actually punching me in the face as well, right? Which is another thing that they kind of said to avoid, right? They have your you have your headguards on, but I think that's more for a clash of heads, yes. right? Um, but they said absolutely like, you know, they said minimal contact to the head or something, or no contact at all to the head, and then it's full force contact from kind of like neck to waist, right? Yeah. So you could hit as hard as you want or or whatever, right? For me, um, I was fighting these two people and Kenny was causing me an awful lot of pain when he was hitting me, right? So I was like, I'm going to fucking hit him back really, really hard. And Louisa, who was number 10, who was right next to me, was was not causing me as much damage. So I was hitting her a little bit. I was I was hitting her like as much as it would take to to quell her. Yes. And as much it would take to quell Kenny, who was, a, who was just a, a bull. And like he just kept on coming forward and forward and forward and forward. And... um. So, like, that's the thing. Like, when people say, like, what about hitting women? Women, And there was another person who was like, um, it looked like you were pulling back your shots against that girl. Why did you do that? Because I was fucking having the desired effect with that amount of pressure on this person. Do you want me to liver shot this girl, break her ribs, put her out of the fucking show? No, because I'm going to lean on that person later on the line. I'm going to need her part of the team. You know what I mean? And this is what people don't fucking realize is like when I'm sparring somebody in Thai boxing, I know somebody who's 85 kilos, kind of same size as me, is going to be able to take a good ass shot. Someone who's 55 kilo, they're not, I'm not going to swing the fucking leg at them like I'm going to try and take their head off or I'm not going to, you know, punch, like give them a fucking a hook that I would of the same size person because I'm, I'm having the desired effect with less pressure. That it's 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 applicable to the situation at hand. So like me hitting a woman, I have no problem hitting a woman. I'd hit a woman the way that uh, will have the desired effect, which is to stop her from punching me, not to fucking like take her fucking liver out and eat it for dinner. Yeah, do you get what I'm saying? Isn't this what they said? Controlled aggression. Controlled aggression. The the required amount of force, as as you've just described, hundred percent. Because this is a different context. Yeah. To to fighting for your life. And they're 100%. looking for, can you go in there and maintain situational composure. awareness and There was um, number four, Des. He, uh, lovely guy, actually, really lovely guy. He was, a, he was a guy who was singled out for having all the drugs on him at the start, right? <laughs> the Nurofen. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, so he uh, he didn't, he wasn't in He was a, trying to feel haymakers. He was never in a situation like yeah. that before. So he was, he was fucking going hell for leather because he didn't know about, yes. about it, right? And that's what's dangerous, right, in that element is, like, you know, when you're, as, as well, right, it's another thing in the kind of fighting culture, when you're getting ready for a fight and you're and you're you're swapping partners and sparring and you come across this guy who's been doing it for six months. He's the most dangerous guy in the yeah. fucking gym because he doesn't know the sparring etiquette and he doesn't, and he can just throw a fucking shot while swing the fucking, swinging like mad, all this kind of stuff. And that can hurt you, right? Yeah. So that element of it for me was, right, I'm going to have the, if I, even be, between two males, there's guys, like you're a big dude. What are you, 95 kilos, let's say, oh, yeah? Keep going. Keep going, 100 <laughs> yeah. kilos yeah. plus, right? You're a 100 kilo guy. If I'm going to hit you, I'm going to have to hit you quite hard. If I'm going to, if I'm going to one stop you, I'm going to have to hit you really fucking hard. Yeah. If I'm going to have the effect of making you back off me, I'm going to have to hit you hard, right? If I'm fighting a guy who's even my size or even uh, like slightly lower, 75, 70 kilos, I'm not going to have to hit that guy as hard to have the effect that I want to have on you. It just, that's yeah. the way it is. It's spread across people individually. Nothing to do with sexism. It's about body size. It's about power. It's about your ability to take a punch. 
And if you if you've come across someone like Kenny, yes. who could fucking take punches off me all day for some reason, right? <laughs> I was laying into this man because he was punching me in the face and stuff. And I didn't want to go, hey guys, he's he's punching me in the face, guys. Just want to let you know he's punching me in the face. I didn't want to punch him in the face because I did because I was trying to be in control of the situation, control aggression again. You know, I didn't want to go, yeah, he's punching me in the face and it's actually disturbing me a lot. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know? So I'm like, yeah. right. So I uh, um, I, I was like, I'm going to just lay the, the singling and they, I think they actually pulled me and they said, oh, you're giving way too much attention to the dude and not as much to the girl. And I was like, in my mind, now they were, look, they're probably right there, they're there, they're looking at it. In my mind. You were I, managing that threat. I was managing the threats. Yeah. Equally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that doesn't mean equal punches. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I actually injured myself on the first fucking day. I actually had tendinitis after that. Uh, I, 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 um, I had inflamed tendons in my wrist. I couldn't really use my wrist like properly. Couldn't use it to carry stuff from connecting with Kenny's from, liver. From, so from much. Fucking, yeah, from trying to. I think I actually hit his hip bone, yeah. and it like fucking twisted my oh. my uh, my wrist back about two about because you're not you're not wrapped or strapped around it's just no, the gloves no yeah. just gloves and I think I talked to the doc afterwards and he was like making me do these kind of little exercises and I, and I nearly folded like a fucking deck chair when he pressed on it like ah. and when he when he pressed down my wrist and I was like Ugh! and he goes yep you've got tendonitis there and mm. I was like yeah I know I have tendonitis mm. um, can I strap it and get some Nurofen he was like yeah yeah I'll do it after this next event or whatever we were getting ready to go out for like you know and I was like Grant never saw him again Never got a fucking ounce of Norofen. I didn't take one painkiller throughout the whole show. I talk to the dealer now. No, yeah, I should stuff. have fucking t- 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 the Sa- Sally Noggin <laughs> fucking dealer. I, 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 I didn't get a fucking ounce of painkillers and no strapping. So I didn't get any strapping for it either. So it was like, it was like, do you ever have one of those tendon pains that it's it's creaky? It's like creaky. I actually had really it from hitting so. a heavy bag. Yeah? Really poor technique. I constantly was injuring it, but it's just... Every movement you make with your wrist, you're yeah. getting just like, uh, yeah. And it was like really fucking. I don't know. It was fucking with me anyway for yeah. for for uh, the time I was there, and um, yeah. So like that was, and and then they had the 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 kind of wrestling part of it. Yes, and um, I did. I enjoyed I, that. I did. I did okay, and I did not okay. I had a, I got a good uh, a good one on uh, Mike. Um, uh, Mike was uh, Mike. Mike was in the ring with me, and I kind of picked him up and threw him yeah, out of the ring, yeah, and I was yeah. like feeling all good. And then I got in with Leo, <laughs> this fucking absolute bear of a man from Galway, and he fucked me out of the ring then straight away. Like it's just the way it happens. Like yeah. you know, you just get the fuck up, dust yourself off, and keep going. You know, yeah. um, and like that's another thing. You're not going to be the best all the time, even though I had a fighting background and all this yes. kind of stuff. I'm not going to be the best at everything, and, that, no. and you just have to accept that. Like you know, and then Clara shun out. As yeah. this fucking, as this beacon of light, I think, I think every man and woman in the country was Respect. like, go on yeah. the fuck. She was, she gave a top effort from, from day one, like, you know, yeah. she just, she was just there for it, like, you know, yeah. and I think that, that, uh, she was just, she gave an amazing effort, like, you know, and then, um, they got to, they got to duck out of the PT session at the end then, and the PT session was fucking sandbags, throwing sandbags around the gaff, squatting, fucking um, putting it over your fucking head. And then we had to run up and down this hill with it and all this type of shit. Like, But it was just that kind of element of it for me, it didn't bother me as much because like the, the element of these people are having a rest or whatever. You know, I'm like, yeah, give them the fucking rest. They yeah. well deserve it. They did way more fighting than I did. Yeah. They're probably more tired than I am even after this PT. You know what I mean? Because yes. it's more tiring. So, um, 
just get on with it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Get on with it. And just I want to make one final because I know we have a few more bits to cover. One final point on that fighting thing because I think it was actually I listened obviously listened to Joe Rogan a lot and he mentioned this about most people have an overinflated idea of what they would do in the case of a physical conflict, men mm. especially. Yes, hard men. And if you've never fought before, and I've never fought fought before, but I've done a bit of fighting training. And it, it immediately gave me a massive sense of humility. I'm no longer walking around in the bars or whatever like that going. Like I'm looking, because there was a guy I, I did a bit of sparring with and he was like 55 kilos and he knocked this the stuffing out of me. This I couldn't hit him, couldn't catch him. And every time he cracked me, while, while I had about 40 kilos on him at the time, he was hurting me and he was only going half pace. So it rewired what I thought I was capable of in a fighting situation. So that's number one for the bystanders. Mm. Ah, Jesus, look at the lat. And then number two, you're in a panic you're, you're panicked. You're fatigued. You're tired. Lads shouting at you. This yeah. person's attacking you. It's dark. It's cold. You've no idea what's going on. So for anyone who thinks watching, like anyone who watched that and said, oh, they're not really fighting. They're not. It's, it's, that is not what it looks like. Yeah. It's chaos. Yeah. And like. There's two people as well, you know. And so two like, people. And, and it's, and they're, they're told to literally get, it's like fighting in a fucking phone box. Cause like. Yeah. Get in, close get the in, space. Close, make them uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 Get on top of them. Get on top of them. You know, yeah. and uh, it just, yeah, it'll put you out of the comfort zone immediately, including yeah. me. And, and you me. have a fighting background. I've seven years of like fairly high level fighting yeah. background, and I I really didn't find it all that comfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I had you a know? huge appreciation for my very little experience with that kind of physical mm. conflict. I had a huge appreciation for what you all went through there. It was mm. incredible, amazing. Did you need some water, dear? No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Sound. Um, so that was kind of wrapped up. Yeah. That was uh, that was our introduction. One. Like, yeah. you know, welcome, <laughs> welcome. Yeah, welcome. To Episode one wrapped up. Um. And I think the the one of the things about this um, about the uh, about the fighting being first is it did leave pe- like loads of people with wor- way worse injuries than I had. Mm. So I had my wrist was out of it, but people had chest injuries and they had uh, that girl like, really really hurt her ribs, didn't she? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's Ooh. there was loads of rib injuries and that kind of stuff. And look, it, it's one of those things where they want to put you into like. For a lot of people, getting into an altercation is literally the biggest fucking fear they have. Yeah. And putting that as the first thing, I think that was probably smart in ways. Yes. And then you know, there's it's it's left people with because like if you're not in the in the in the uh, have the ability to have controlled aggression and have controlled aggression upon you, uh, like yes. you know, forced upon you, then you might you might end up getting getting hurt. I end up getting hurt. Well, isn't I, isn't that in, in in kind of the essence of military? You are going to fight. Now I know we use guns and all that kind of stuff now, but essentially you're fighting somebody else. So that's the most raw, basic form of that. 100%. Hand-to-hand combat. But I'd imagine if you come in, right, and you've got a big rifle on you, yeah. right, and this other guy, and you, you, have you ever fucking walked in a door at the same time as someone? You're like, whoa, and <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden yeah, 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 on yeah. top of somebody, right? If both of you have your fucking guns right there and then, you're not going to take a step back and try and shoot. Yeah. You're going to fucking grab this guy's fucking neck or yeah. something. Do you know what I mean? Or you're going to fucking, you know, you're trying to wrestle that fucking gun, you know, point it point up the towards the, the ceiling. Yeah. You know, point that gun up towards the ceiling and then you're going to fucking try and control him from there and there's no telling where it's going to go from there. Yeah. And then you're probably going to end up using the gun to try and, I don't know, hit him in the fucking head or something. Do you know yeah, what I mean? So yeah, like yeah. all these elements are, they're used. They're yeah. used. It's not nothing unnecessary. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, and it, yeah, fascinating stuff. It's really yeah. fascinating. I, I like was real excited watching that because I yeah. know I've I've a taste of what that looks like, and this was the extreme end of that. I was like, yeah. whoa, this is insane. Yeah. Um, so that brings us to episode two, which was all about this. Is it scratch? Scratch, basically. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. That's all. It, it was all about scratch. Now, 
the first part is the jump off the bridge. That, oh, that was the yes, first thing, yes, right? Yes. So like the main meat of that episode is scratch, right? And and like I'll go in, go on, go on the ins and outs of those kind of things. The bridge jump, the bridge jump for me was okay. I, I'm not good with heights. Yeah. I don't like heights. I don't think anybody likes heights really. Like, you know, uh, like people might be comfortable or with the idea of heights and jumping off bridges and all that kind of stuff. Um, I've done jumps off cliffs and all this kind of stuff You're before. Just back from Nepal? Huh? And just, yeah, back from Nepal going across those fucking bridges <laughs> yeah, that are 120 meters up. Um, but again, I wasn't comfortable then. Yes. But you have to just laugh and smile through it like because um, you have to get across the bridge or you're not going to be able to claim it. So you have to do that. And then again, you have to jump off this bridge or you're not going to pass. So I, um, I think everybody did it fairly okay except... <laughs> Aoife, oh, who's number 17. Poor Aoife. Oh my God, she got an absolute clout off the water. Like, have in, you ever hit the water like that before? Uh, I have, yeah. Oh, yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. I actually did it in the 40 foot. I slipped oh. as I was pushing off and I literally like went like shoulder first nearly like into the into the water. And concrete. Went, boom. Oh yeah. It's concrete. Yeah. yeah. I come yeah. off a jet ski doing 70 miles an hour and I hit the water and it wasn't the height, it was the speed. Not me out. I was not. I was out for two or three seconds. So luckily well, I didn't drown. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like concrete. If you've ever hit the water hard. Yeah. Yeah, Ouch. yeah, and she, she kind of just careered oh, out of control. Oh my a little god! Bit. If she was another even five feet up, that would have been she, serious. She would have been. She would have. Yeah, she would. She could have done some really, really real yeah. damage. Now she is tough as coffin <laughs> nails. So like, is she a teacher? Well, she P, was grand. She's she's a she's a an art teacher. I think. She, <laughs> I think she's an art teacher. I would love her. As yeah, an art I know. Teacher. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, uh, and she's become a celebrity like since I think. Yeah, yeah it's like she's so much character. Yeah. To her, yeah. Oh yeah, Jesus Christ! She's she's a great contestant. Like, she's the one who was chatting to the DS on the swim in, was she? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, like, you yeah. fucking chatting to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's just like they try and lull you into these kind of yeah. false sense of security. And then, you know, it was just, but the thing is, is like she hit the water and I think she had like bruises all up her leg oh. the whole the whole time. Like, you know, so she had more injuries then. And that's the thing, it's just accumulation of injuries. Yeah. And this is why, you know, heart back to the start when this guy, you know, came out with that shoulder injury. Mm. If he's training hard and he's doing the training that you're supposed to be doing for this type of thing, chances are you will get injured. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, I, and, and even when you're training, you control the training. As soon as you get into this environment, you control nothing. Nothing. So you can't control the reps. So you nothing. can't control the force. They, they tell you when to sleep. They tell you when to eat. Yeah. They tell you when to hop on the truck. They tell you when to hop off the truck. They tell you what to do. So if there's a recipe for an injury, that's yeah, it. Like, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You can't gonna go, yeah, my shoulder doesn't feel the best. Yeah. Um, is there any chance that I can't put this um I don't, I don't have sandbag above my the... fucking head? Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You know, so um we got through that, everybody got through it and did it, which yeah. is great. I think uh, in some of the other seasons might have one or two people might have dropped out or yeah. that kind of stuff. And in the celebrity one, I think they had to jump out of a helicopter, which oh. is which has its own yeah, has its own um, you know, uh, fear associated. Yeah, unique elements. Yeah. So I think like, you know. Know, uh, jumping off the bridge, everybody handled very okay. Like yeah. you know, and, and even even Ray said it. Actually, he said like people must have been practicing their paddling pool uh-huh. out the back because people did it so well. You know, I was, I'd say though that could create a sense of false security as well. Everyone gets three. Everyone's like high five. We did that. And yeah, it's like what's coming next? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the, we. I think we got out of the water. Got. Uh, dry because they told us to bring a dry pair of clothes. I think one one person. I'm not too fucking sure. I think one person forgot oh. uh, and just had a wet gear for the rest of the day. But like uh, then we went back and it was a really quick turnaround. Then I think we got our our second meal. Then which is like you know they're, they're all fairly small. We got our second meal then and then they got us ready for scratch. And uh, Jesus Christ! Did you know this was coming? Um. Yeah. 
from you, you would because if you were following the other ones, yes. scratches always fairly early because they want to get a lot of the people that are not meant to be there. I suppose for the for the tougher elements of it, they want to get people because there's what scratches is really really when that element of this will end has to come in. Yeah. Because if you feel like you're going to be out there doing this all day, I think it's five or six hours. Yeah. So it's fairly fucking long. <laughs> like, it's really long. Like, it's, you know, um, like five or six hours. Most people, like, would would look to do a marathon in under that time. Like, yeah. you know, if they're first marathon or if they're, you know, if they're um, you're training for their first marathon, they'd like to get. So, like, it's a fucking marathon length of time doing horrible, horrible shit. Yeah. So, like. You, you, we hopped off the truck, <laughs> hopped off the truck, and it goes lay down on the ground. I was like, oh, sorry, is this sorry. They weighed your bags. Your man, and remember, got the remember, fucking. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. he's actually number seventeen. I think his number eighteen is Eva. Number seventeen is Matt, um, who had the light bag. I think he was yeah. light by four pounds or something like that. Gave and him a then, twenty pound rock, and they gave him a rock that brought him up to nearly fifty pounds. Oh. And like, I. It was horrifically tough doing it with 35 pounds, which is just about 15 kilos, right, yeah. in your bag. It was so tough doing that. I couldn't imagine doing it with, with, with the 50. And, like, he, he subsequently had, you know, he was one of the business. people that dropped out. Yeah. But, like, I just think, you know, to be honest with you, like, that 50 pounds, that extra 15 pounds, it's it's not doing you any favours. Yeah, 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 you yeah, know? yeah. So, like, um, um, yeah, we hop out and they weighed all of our bags. And I was, I think I was, like, two pounds over uh, like I was two pounds overweight, um, because you you're, you and then you have to put in your water. Okay. So it's thirty five without water. And how much water are you bring? So you're probably close to forty pounds. Okay. Right, because you're 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 putting in you're putting in two liters of water anyway, right? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and uh, Ray looked at me. He he looked. He did this to everybody. It wasn't just me. He did this to everybody that was overweight. It was like, oh, this is your choice anyway. You know, we didn't make you do this, uh, but uh, yeah, you're carrying more weight than you should be. And all this, and you just, you know, it's all just to put these little things in your head of, I'm carrying more weight. It's I'm gonna carrying be more, more weight. Difficult now it's more difficult me. for me yeah. than others. Yeah. Do you get me? Yeah. So it's all to, it's all to fuck with your head. And um, so oh. we, we, we all weighed our bags. And then they were like, right, get the, lay down your backs and feet in the air. And then they start strapping our boots to us. Because obviously, <laughs> was you this know, for the mud? Was this it? for the mud? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the fucking mud doesn't suck our boots yeah. off. I think one person actually still lost a boot, but like, um, in fairness, it did a fucking very good job of keeping the boots on us. Uh, but like, uh, he goes, <laughs> do you remember on one element, one part of episode two, he was like, are you scared? And he's like, no, it was like, a, I don't know who it was. He's like, no, I'm not, no. And he's like, I'd be fucking scared. <laughs> <laughs> if, if if I was in the middle of a forest and someone was taping, taping my boots my on. fucking boots to my feet. <laughs> Oh god, I found that just oh so funny. I think I was fairly close at the time and I was like smirking. Cause like I just you find these things funny, like still, yeah. you know. It's like I'd be fucking terrified if someone was taping my boots to me. I was like, that is just the best, the best. And like that's just their humor. Like, you know, it's, yeah. oh, you're in a shit situation, terrible situation, grand. We're just gonna make fun of the whole thing. Yeah. And um so they strapped us on, but before we ever got to the mud, we started crawling through the forests and they had us in they had us in short sleeves so like my fucking my my arms that were already ripped fucking arms. ripped from the first day are are being all the cuts are being reopened um doing this so like all the cuts are like you, you, I'm, there's blood all over our arms on on, on both sides you can't really see it on the thing cuz you're you're you've got fucking mud all yeah. over you but You've got this fucking. You've got the um the, the these cuts being reopened on your legs as well, because your and your legs are really fucking. 
they're tender because they're all cut up and bruised from all the shit we went through the day before. Because not only were we crawling around in the mud before they got us onto the island, we're crawling around our room, which is yeah. which is which is softening up those bruises even more. It's like you ever you ever squeeze a fucking an avocado to see if it's fucking ready, and you start smushing it in, and then oh god, I'm making it softer here. Then you put it back in the basket. Yeah, yeah. Else. Like, oh, that one's a bit too gone. That was my fucking knees and my and my and my, and my sides and my quads and shit, like you know, and, and my elbows and arms. And and everybody's going through it. It's not just me. Everybody's cut up. Everybody's in bits. Every a lot of people are actually in worse shape injury wise than I am because of the fights and stuff. You know what I mean? So they're they're going through more than I am, and they're still doing it. Like you know, and um and they're still bringing it. You know, they they're going through worse. Like they've got rib injuries where they're like and they're and they're lying down on their fucking oh, ribs it's and they, awful. You know, I'm sure you've broken ribs. Yeah, before, I broke I broke a rib in a fight before. One of yeah. the worst injuries you could ever possibly. Oh, you can man. do nothing. You can't even breathe. Breathing. You can't lie. Yeah. 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 Shallow breath. Yeah. yeah. That kind of fucking shit. You're just like, oh, you can't fucking take a good deep breath. And then, then sometimes you get angry and you just kind of go, <gasps> and you you know it hurts. You're like, oh, I don't care, you know? Um, and the, people were going through that shit and we were crawling through all this all this stuff, crawling over tree roots and rocks and gravel and tr- like, just like, no, 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 don't go through there. It's like, it's like a clear path, you know? <laughs> don't go through, go through this part. And it's literally just fucking tree roots and and sticks and fucking and uh, rocks and all this type of shit just designed to fuck with you, right? We're doing that for ages. We're doing that for about forty five minutes an hour before we ever get out onto the fucking muck. And that's, the show, it's like forty seconds. Yeah, they can't show it. Like yeah. they can't show. They couldn't show all of it, or you know, you'd be fucking all day <laughs> watching TV. Um, and so um, a few of the guys, um. A few of the guys were lagging behind because uh, they they had they had picked up injuries from their from the fighting and they were like people were, were exhausted like you know it's this is completely new we had an hour an hour sleep so like and you had, you were given an hour and a half to sleep you're not fucking you know it's not from the fucking minute that yeah, you're yeah, given yeah. A, a thing to the the minute they wake you up you're asleep you're taking your time and you're in a different environment your adrenaline's mm-hmm. high you have people are around you yeah. yeah. You know, so it's like you're not, and, and even if you do get to sleep, your body knows it's not in a comfortable position. So yeah. you're not getting good sleep. You're not getting that REM shit. Like, you know, you're not getting good sleep. <laughs> Lads with the root band on, going, yeah. sorry, DS. Yeah. My recovery is I'm only at 27%. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, like, so, so the, all of those things are, are getting on top of people. And then, um, then they they do what's they, they they do what's called turn the screw. They turn the screw on a few guys that they know are. Are, are are struggling heavy, and I think Des and Danny um, end up end up leaving. And I think both of those guys had injuries as well from the fighting. Um, uh, so like they 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 really were basically they were struggling, and so struggling is not good. As as Ray said, we're not looking for people to scrape a pass. We're looking for people to excel. So if you're struggling. And we're waiting for you because like people that are, you know, up the front are waiting and all this kind of stuff. They don't want that. If people are fucking doing what they're supposed to be doing, they they can't be punished because somebody else is behind. And so when that person's behind, then it's like, right, we'll triple down the pressure on this guy for 15 minutes. Cut and loose, and yeah. chances are they'll, they'll uh, because there's a lot of pressure as well. Uh, because they, And they were right in front of us. Um, So I think... Uh, I think uh, they end up uh, get one of them. One of the guys I can't remember now exactly ends up giving it up when we're in the muck, and one one gives it when we're in the forest. And um, I think that was as well a lot of pressure of 
I'm slower than everybody else and I'm holding everybody up and and so and they're suffering. They do a great job because they did it uh, with the, the girl who laughed as well at the start of making it very obvious to you that you're letting down the team and then pulling you out of the discomfort so you feel like, oh fuck, I'm not even suffering with my team here. I am a liability. I am a liability. Yes. And they just make you feel like a liability. I think they do a great job of that. Yeah, yeah they do. They do. They like they. Th- this is the thing, right? It's not just the physical torment it's the constantly making you question yourself as well making you question yourself do you want to be here are you made for it and as well like you know are you the type of person they want on the show yeah you know which is another which is a completely different element it's like how likable are you yeah yeah, you know are you a person that people like yeah or really dislike that they can kind of yeah they're invested in your character one way or the other yeah you know so like it's like you know you know um I, i i think that 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 the scratch scratch element is way past the physical. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because the physical is the physical is very understandable. Yeah. Like we're mucky, we're we're tired, we're fucked beyond belief. I was fucked. Like yeah. I was really because like between the fitness test and here, you know, I had recovered from the injury and I had a I had a good opportunity to train really hard. And I was really fit, and I was really really balls out like I was sucking diesel like I was really really struggling and I think that you know you have to wait it's so strange right in my mind I was trying to find subtle differences in what we were doing it's like oh god thank god we're getting a break from the crawling we're only running through the mud (laughs) you know (laughs) thank god we're not running through the mud anymore we're crawling you know because I can use my arms more yeah so my legs can have a bit of a break you know and and I'm I was constantly thinking like that and then we were doing the log PT then like and you're just like right just fucking just just be in it and just do what you can and like we weren't we it's trying to work as a team right so like log bt it, you're just you're like you could be on a team with somebody for 20 years and not work as a team on yeah, log bt because absolutely. you've got different fucking arm lengths and you've got different fucking heights and all this type of shit so there'd be there there were like there's girls there that weren't even able to touch the fucking yeah. uh, log because me and some other dude are fucking beanstalks do you get me yeah so like it was it was hard and then they're like oh drop it down a bit and you're dropping it down which is putting pressure on different fucking shit and then the fucking log falls or some shit happens and then they fuck you for that too yeah so it's always designed to make you feel like you're shit at yeah. it it makes you feel like you're shit at it and, and i did feel like i have to stay positive in my own head because they'll pull me into a negative thought pattern they'll pull me into thinking i'm bad or thinking i'm not supposed to be here or that i'm not uh, you know I'm not good and I always had to keep that end of they're trying to get in your head but they're not getting in your head you're not going to load them into your head and that was really especially between tasks like when we'd finish a task when we got into the trucks I'd start talking to myself then and I'd be like right you know we got through this because you're meant to be here and you're supposed to be here and these and these guys are trying for your benefit as well actually right because that's what I was talking about I was like they're trying to get the best out of you. Yeah. They're trying to get the best out of you. They're trying to see what's fucking underneath the surface there. They don't know you. They're going to try and get to know you and they're going to try and know what makes you tick and you have to fucking be there to, to be strong and be your own person and be your own person in your own mind. That's it. Really, that's it. And I think that's what Scratch really uh, is as well as like people just, pe- the people that would give up on Scratch are, just pe- are, are the people that will not think it's going to end. Yeah. Which I completely understand. Yeah. Because you don't think it's going to end. You think, you think, right, bang, we're in this forest, crawling through shit, boom, then we're out on the fucking, on the muck, walking through shit, and then 
we're doing log PT, finish the log PT. Now it's time to push the logs through the mud. Oh, we 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 went all the way, right? So it's this thing. We went all the way fucking across from one side to the other. We have to go back. So we're back the same way. Running, crawling, pushing um, that log. Pushing the log, lifting shit, carrying the fucking log as a team. So some people are slower, some people are faster. It's muck falling over. I fell one time, man. Oh my fucking God. I fell and I hit right, my knee hit right on top of the log. And I swear to fuck, dude, I was in agony and I couldn't fucking say anything. <laughs> I couldn't fucking say anything because everybody else is too. Yeah. You know, so you can't say, fuck, boys, I'm after really fucking fucking my knee. I had a big gash. Actually, I still have a scar on my oh, knee. Oh, you can see it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I still have a scar on my knee Jeez. from hitting that fucking log. And when uh, when we were doing getting washed off, we we got all washed off at the end. You know, we had to sing the shower what, song. What was their song? Because it wasn't on the shower. Uh, Dancing in the moonlight, Tim Lizzie. <laughs> uh, so I was like, and I was like, you know, there's a there's a there's a there's a line in the song. I I, I always get chocolate stains on my pants. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, that yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And I was like singing that as there was fucking shit all over <laughs> my pants. Um, but it was so fun. It was actually, and he said it like it was such a funny because it was one of the only times where we laughed and they didn't fuck us for it. Yeah. So we were laughing our asses off at all the boys and the different tunes that people were singing and all this kind of stuff. And um, it was a, that was a really really nice moment. Actually, it was yeah. lovely because like we had just gotten through something. Like like some people that are in this, like I'm in this, I'm in this to to, to stay, to stay at all costs. You know, to be there at all costs. Yeah. Some people were there at certain times to get through scratch and then get through to the next thing and get through to the next thing. You are thinking like that. You're thinking, boom, I've done scratch. Brilliant. Got through that. I'm ready for what's next. Yes. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that like, there's a fucking serious, and like for me as well, there's a serious inner victory happening there. And um, I just, everybody that 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 is on the show now that is listening to this, right? Everybody that, that was that uh, was at the end there and got through to to when we were getting washed down by the power hose. Fair fucks. Like, regardless of whatever happened afterwards. Fair fucks. Because, like, it's just, uh, like, that is a really, they're really trying to test you, like, you know, yeah. the, and they're really trying to pull, pull something out of you. And whatever they were trying to pull out of you, you reached in and found it. So, and that's, and that's what the element of it is. And, uh, it was great to have that lighter moment, you know, and, uh, and get, and get, get washed down. And I swear to God, man, I think, uh, I think I like try to shut my eyes when I was in the truck uh, inside and I, I might've nodded off for 20 minutes, right? And I woke up and there was like four black dots, like two on the inside of my eyes and two on the outside of my eyes of like dirt that my eyes had tried to, had like cleared out. Um, cause there's muck in your eyes and your mouth, nose up your fucking nose. Like it's it's gets everywhere, and uh, they they power wash you down. They do a fairly good job of getting you clean, actually. To be fair, and um, I remember then being on the on the on the truck and uh, seeing the blood just pissing out of my knee, and there was just a big red stain on my pants as I hopped out, and uh, I was like, oh, "Fuck it, I can't wait to see what this thing looks like now." And it was just a fucking mad gash, um, and uh, yeah, it was just a that the scratch for me was like, um. I, I, you could understand it. You could understand what they're trying to do yeah. and, and the physical nature of it. Like, you know what I mean? And I think, um, you know, it's a good thing to start with. You know, yeah, good. yeah. It's a crucible. It is a crucible. And it's, it's interesting you said it there because it's something that's so fascinating about what these guys are doing. They know it's inside you. And with some people, they'll find it and with some people, they won't. And obviously, for the context of the job that they do, they only need people 
or only want people on board who find that, but they know it's in there and they are doing this as a service to you because mm-hmm. if they don't put you through this, you will slip through the cracks and you won't find it. You'll, you'll find a way. I, from my understanding of this type of process, they don't give you any opportunity to find a way to bypass this without building the tools or finding the tools that you need to move to the next level. And it's processes like that, they do something to you. They do something to you. Even anyone who's ever, it's, it's, again, it's not the same, but it'll give you a, a concept to work with. If you've ever gone through like a really tough like pre-season session where you know it's going to be two hours of pain and you go there voluntarily and this is going to be two hours of pain or a training session for, mm-hmm. for an event, you, you, you get something on the other side of that. Now, this is the extreme version of that where they leave nothing. They leave nothing. You will not get through this unless you reach inside and find that thing. And when you get to, to the end, as, like I was watching that scene and I can see what you mean about like, there's a there's a something new there. There's like a rebirth of people there. And the humor is a way that that comes out. And I'm assuming that's why the DS has let that happen because that's a there's, a, there's a joy. Now they very quickly crushed that, I'm assuming going forward, but there's a joy to we found something here that's new. That's something about ourselves that we didn't know before that we now know and we can bring to the next level. It's it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing stuff. Uh, yeah, that's it. It's like they're they, they just peel back that that skin. They know it's and there. And it brought people closer. There's yeah, a you 100%. know, re, like when we all hopped into that fucking truck at the end, we were all like, you know, trying to be quiet about it. Obviously, we were like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, well done. Like, you know what I mean? And it, they don't give you that. They like they do at certain points actually give you like, you know, a bit of a well done. You know, because yes. because you do because because it is well done. You know what I mean, and and they do give you that little little pat, um, and like I think, uh, you know, we had to we had to be our own fucking cheerleaders within our own minds, yes. and we also had to be cheerleaders for each other as well because we were all going through the same thing, like you know, yeah. and um, I think that's I I I, I honestly thought, and it, like this might sound kind of uh, silly, I honestly thought Scratch was kind of beautiful. Um, it's not silly though. You know, it's like, it was kind of beautiful in a way that like, it was um, just human honesty. Yes. You couldn't get through to that, uh, that unless you had that, you had, let, had that honesty uh, with, with everybody else, you know, and you were trying your very best to get up and move fucking forward and just fucking move forward, you know, yeah. and uh, I think that's, that's what really came out and I, I just commend everybody that did it. Come in, everybody that fucking got on the fucking bus first day, yeah. and everybody that has done everything, like you know what I mean. And um, I, I really do like Scratch was just such a, I like uh, you know I look back at it now smiling, you know because like I'm like wow that was fucked up because yeah. and you know I I I kind of like fucked up shit, you know what I mean. But like I I, I like ultramarathons. I like yes. these kind of things that pull you out of it. At the time, no. No, you don't. No one is like, oh, yeah, smiling, laughing and joking when you're pushing a log in muck like with your fucking legs and arms are fucking hanging off you. But like, at the at, when you come to the other side of it, it's like, it's just like that. It, it's like the hand being raised in the ring. Yeah. It's that elation. Yeah. That, that, that. And for me before, I could only have that for a moment. And then, and then um, my inner dialogue would go negative. Yes. Right. My inner dialogue went negative of like, you could have done this better. You could have done that better. You should have done this. You should have done that. You scraped that win. You know, the, all that kind of stuff in Thai boxing. I would just be my own worst critic. And then I'd I'd obviously have to get another fight then to show I was so good. You know yeah. what I mean? And um, yeah, I, I, I really didn't feel like that at all from scratch. I wasn't the best. I wasn't nowhere near the best. Um, but I gave it my best shot and I tried my best. And uh, I gave an honest effort and I really fucking, I love that about me. 
um, which is a great, I, I, another thing, you know, that especially Irish people are not comfortable with saying is things they like about themselves or things they love about themselves. And I love, I love my ability to give an honest effort mm-hmm. and to not leave anything out, you know, not, not fucking undone. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I turn every fucking stone to try and find something within me, like, you know what I mean? And there's far more to come, but I do love that about me is that I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a shirker. I don't fucking shirk from things if they come up into my face. I'm a person that will try and fucking meet things head on. Um, and like, it actually kind of gets me into kind of, uh, um, into kind of trouble, you know, with, with, with my girlfriend, with Mel. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a person now, if there's a, a disagreement happening, I want to have it out right there and then. And in the I, ring right now. Yeah, get in there. Set up the Get stones. the fucking gloves on. <laughs> your, your, your helmet is on the wrong way. <laughs> your helmet's on backwards. Yeah, your there, helmet's yeah. on backwards. I, I like I I'm I'm a person of like here look there's obviously something there's obviously a problem here can we can we just get it to the to the thing and Mel is a person of I I need some time to calm down or I need some time to get into the headspace to talk about this and that sometimes causes clashes but it's like that that side of me I like that side of me I like that side of me of that I I want to take responsibility for things I want to take responsibility for my life um and that's like. Just like saying to to all the patrons before we started in this podcast, I do want to take responsibility for just not doing a good job. I didn't do a good job of 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 documenting this. Something that people would be interested in, yes. and something that I'm something someone that is paying me money every month um to to help me do this podcast would like to hear. And that's why I want to be honest with them and say, I, I fucking needed to pull the finger out, and I did. You know, and uh, and and that you know, keeping that honesty with yourself gets the best out of you. It's not something like I'm not I'm not being hard on myself. I'm not being you know un you know not being you know um uh tough on myself. What I'm what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to I'm trying to ask myself: Is this an honest effort? And the the podcast since I got back from Nepal, I wasn't giving an honest effort. I was shirking. And, and and that's not like me. And so when it's not like me, uh, that's when the compassion comes in. And I go, it's not like you. Let's 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 try and do better. Let's try and do better. Let's not shirk. Let's fucking get let's let's do it like you know what I mean? Because no one's perfect. And I'm not perfect. I have my own flaws and I have my own things that I have to deal with. And I wasn't perfect on the show. Um, I'm not perfect in life. And I don't think anybody else is. But if, if there's one thing that I seek is to give an honest effort, and um, and that's what I did in in the show, and that's what I'll do with my relationships, what I'll do with the podcasts. You know what I mean? It's yeah. That's what you have to seek is just what's your intention, yeah. you know? Back bringing it back to that intention. My intention is to do do the best I can, and if I'm not doing the best I can, being honest with myself and saying you're not doing the best you can, can you do better? Yes, you can. Cool. How do we do better? How do we start? What's step one? Step one is ring Dan. <laughs> Step one is ring Dan and go, right, look, Dan, I fucking dropped the ball on this kid. Can we do it? Dan moves mountains and makes it happen. And that and that's the thing. It's like that's that's what happens. Yeah. You know, you 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 fucking try and put your best foot forward. I think, and I don't want to drag this out anymore, and um, because yep. I know we've, we've there's a lot in that. Yeah. Uh, but it's so interesting to hear you say this because over the last couple of weeks I've been thinking and talking about this a lot from my own perspective about honesty and am I doing what I need to do? And I also hear a lot of conversations nowadays about empathy and compassion. And I think there's two really extreme conversations happening. And what you've done really beautifully there, which I've been thinking about a lot lately, is found a really nice balance. Because what stood out to me in Scratch and all of these different things is you don't have to do this. You have an out 
any second you want, and you're not in Ukraine or in a war zone in, in, in Afghanistan where you can't, you have an out. And that's what makes it more impressive mm-hmm. to me because you can literally put your hand up whenever you want. You don't have to keep going. You've got your fucking ticket to a hot shower on your, on your fucking right arm. Take it off. And you take that off. You give that ticket and go, give me my and, warm and cup of tea. And they'll pat you on the back and they'll say, come on, they will take care of you. Yeah. It's always there, but you decide, I want more from me. So why I think your your uh, your balance is so nice there is because sometimes you get a lot of pushback from people saying, nah, you have to have more compassion and empathy. But what I see happening is that leeches away from people's ability to do their own best for themselves because it's a safe space to hide. Oh, I'll just be empathetic and kind to myself and I don't have to do fucking anything. Yeah. And then on the other side, you have the real hardcore Goggin style, like, you're a piece of shit, get up. So if you can find a nice mix, yeah. You've compassion and empathy for yourself, but you also have a burning desire to find out, to, to go to the bottom of the well with yourself and find out how, how, how much better could your life be for you yeah. and for those around you. And that requires a better version of you. And I actually spoke to, to Brian Lockton about this recently in my podcast. It doesn't mean you have to do anything. Mm. But if you want a better version of you and a better life and more meaning and more purpose and you want to see what's in there, you do have to be a better version of you. And that's what these DSs understand as well because they've been there and they do it to their lives. They know that, Connor, it's fucking in you. But it's your responsibility to tell us you want this and not fuck words, show us you want this. And then you get to decide. And when you come out from an event like that, I can only imagine... Because I've had small tastes of this in my own life, and now I'm actively seeking more and more. Like you're, you like you're doing with your life. You're, uh, yeah. Answer me at the start. Why did you do this? You are actively asking these questions. I think it's a beautiful way to live it, and it's inspiring for me. Like to watch you and everybody on this show asking that question voluntarily of themselves, and finding more of a balance between a bit of empathy and compassion for yourself, mm-hmm. but also a ruthless drive to. I know there's more in me. 100%. Find it. There's that, the, the, that's the, it's that, uh, the idea of dualism. You know, yes. Yin and yang. Yeah. There's like that, that element of compassion, right, is let's say the white side and that little dot of black in the, in the, in the center in that, of it, in that yeah. center is that fucking hard honesty. Yes. And I, 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 and then on the other side, there's that hard honesty with the touch of compassion. I like that. And that element of, of, of that dualist approach is something that's, it's because nothing is black and white because no. it's, it, it's black with a bit of white or white with a bit of black. You know what I mean? There's, 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 there's something, um, there's something that's, that's a uh, contradictory to, to each part of us. Right. And so like, I'm a guy, yeah, that's like, I want to get the best out of myself and I'm de- saying this about in the show, but I'm the same guy that would spend way too much time on Instagram scrolling through useless shit um, getting caught up watching fucking reels and stuff like that. And I'm honest with myself that like I've sometimes been caught, like, you know, I've sometimes just been caught uh, up in just fucking getting wrapped up in doing useless shit, right? And we all do it. But the differences for me before is, it's like, instead of me going, you fucking idiot. You've spent 45 minutes to an hour there just fucking milling through this. You've got all this stuff to do that you're putting on the long finger and you're doing all this kind of stuff. Instead of talking to myself like that, because I don't like talking to myself like that, because uh, I, I was talked to like that by by people in my life for so long. Uh, teachers and fucking principals and my parents at times as well, do you know what I mean? We all go through that uh, that those elements of it. I don't want to be that person to me. I, I, I want to I kind of say, Right, you have spent 45 minutes to an hour scrolling through reels. That's not an effective way of using time. What do we need to do today? We need to do these things. How do we get them done? That's, that's, 
that's actually fucking shit that will help you do it. Yeah. Be honest with yourself that you're fucking wasting your own time. And then the second thing is, is how do we honestly approach these things and 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 make them better? And yeah. and that's and that's the way it is. And and showing that com- and that's that's to me is compassion. That is compassion. Because I'm not I'm not baiting myself up over it. I'm just being honest that, of the fact that it's happened and now let's let's try and be more But you're positive. also not giving yourself excuses to do it going forward. Yeah. You're looking for a solution. Exactly. You're yeah. and and looking to do better. Yes. To do better. If it's only 20 minutes of of fucking scrolling next time, it's a fucking hundred percent improvement. Yes. On last time. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? I so do. like let's not let's not fucking beat the shit out of ourselves. Let's try and fucking make our lives better. Yeah. That's that's what we should do, you know. Anyway. I think that's probably a good thing to That's end a good on. thing. Yeah, well, Mr. Conor O'Keefe, end yeah. of episode two, as far as I'm aware, you're still in the game. Yeah. And the end of episode two was a real nail-biter. That, that girl, the, the blonde girl, um, I think she was the one who hurt her ribs. Yes. They dragged her out and there's yeah. this tunnel and I'm like, yeah, there's and, one uh, thing I don't do and well. there's a little like, clip that's been released by RTE that, that like, the reason why she was the first oh. because she's she suffers from claustrophobia. Oh. So like it's a it's and it's an element of that a few people since that that has happened have asked me about like you know like how tight is it how tight is the pipe like what can you do but I was like look you have to watch episode three <laughs> you have to watch episode three it's, it's a big it's a big trigger for me I'm not claustrophobic but the, the mm. thoughts of having my arms pinned to my sides for some reason like yeah. I can't physically like manipulate yeah. it. Like I'm, 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 I'm a, like a long dude. So like yeah. if bigger dudes are getting through, I'm probably, I like in my own mind, that's what I was thinking. Like, you know, I don't I mean? even but, know what it is. I don't know what the, what yeah. the challenge is. So. You, like on this clip, they say like, you have to get through this pipe and then you have to find your own way out from there, which is the most dangerous part. Cause like if you had to make your way through the pipe, that's fine. But they go, or you make your way out from there. Now, I will, I, that's all they, they've said that already on RTE, right? That's, about yeah, about yeah. episode three tonight. Like, so, um, watch it. You know, watch it and fucking, you know, Sweating. this is it. Like, you know, we just will fucking, um, I, I, I think it's going to be incredible. So, uh, yeah. Thank you so much, Dan. Thank you. Um, we're going to do one of these after tonight. We are. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think we'll do another, we'll do another one and we'll, we'll keep it rolling and we'll Deadly. just, we'll just, um, as long as I'm in the show, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do these. We'll do Well, these. I'll either be here commiserating after tonight or I'll be saying, oh, I'm <laughs> <laughs> so we might do one more episode. Yeah, yeah, deadly, yeah. deadly. Connor, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, that was yeah, fascinating cheers, for me. Thank you. Cool.